Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 86 of the talking the line podcast hey thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful thursday of bets now Before we talk some lines for you guys today, dive deep into the MLB slate and give you the value that we found across the board today. Please, take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that notification bell as well so you never miss the start of a live show. But if you are listening on your favorite podcasting directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there as well if you haven't already so you never miss the uh, the drop of any audio as we do release it after every live show is over. Next item up on the docket, if you got a couple extra seconds, you could be so kind, find it in your heart to do so, go ahead, hit that like button, leave us a comment, jump in the live chat, leave us a rating, all that good stuff. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps us make Talking the Line Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last but certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talking the Line link tree. Recently added the TalkingTheLine.com website. You will be able to find everything TTL there. And if you haven't been sticking around for the second half of every pod, you might not have heard about it or if you don't follow us on our social platforms. So make sure you check out the TTL website and all the other content within the TTL link tree so you can consume it however and whenever you please ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show i am your humble host colton cold 45 soroka and as always thank you guys so much once again for taking a few moments out of your day come and hang out with me and my partner and smash smash in some locks now, uh, mention my partner. I've been saying the crew an awful lot here, so I got to bring in that guy, the co-host of the TTL pod, locks arm and arm with me every single day for the daily battles with the books, and he is ready for a day today. He's got some solid value coming from the early slate and the late slate everywhere in between, and I suggest you get ready for one hell of a show thanks to this man. So without further ado, Let's bring him on in. The man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley 
Our Mags, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I've got no complaints today. As per usual, I'm feeling pretty damn good. We've got a nice little show cooked up today. Nice day of action. Uh, and yeah, how uh, how can we not be juiced on our new website, my man? It is looking uh, crispy, if I do say so myself. Props well, to uh, to our website team, that is. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, thanks, website team. <laughs> uh, appreciate that, my friend. Uh, definitely a lot of grind went into that. Uh, hope you guys enjoy it. It will only continue to improve. It will only continue to allow us to put out more content and as i always say make ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you big things right around the corner uh open so many doors with us launching the website so it is live talkingtheline.com if you have not visited it yet uh super easy don't have to really uh type all too much in you know the name of us you know the name of our website so there you go there you have it if you stuck around uh, all the way through the end of yesterday's show, our apologies had uh, quite the uh, mm. fiasco go on here at the TTL Production Studios. Uh, we had about two minutes left in the show, was wrapping it up with some motivation minutes and uh, started seeing some flickering light. Stuff was going on and the next thing we know, everything was gone. Internet was down. YouTube was out. It was a wrap. So uh, if you didn't see it, we closed out the show as we always do via Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, but we think that everything looks in good shape. Everything appears to be okay. So... We got a show coming at you today. Sure no problems, no hesitation, no delay. You know what I always say. So on today's show, we got a loaded one with it being such a light slate. Uh, partner, you said at the beginning of the week, my friend, it is the dog days of sure summer. Sure is. Is nothing uh, but MLB for the next uh, 50 days or so here, maybe 30, 40 days or so here with uh, college football right. right around the bend. But Nonetheless, we got plenty of value coming at you. So as always, we'll kick off the show here very shortly with today's best bets of the day. Armag's best bets, he's got three coming at you. I myself have three coming at you as well. Another Thursday brings around another triple play Thursday parlay for today's special play. Obviously, it seems pretty fitting, too, with there only being MLB to bet on. So we got a three-legger coming at you today, paying out at plus 440 odds. So stick around for the second segment for that bad boy today. Third segment, as always, the all-knowing, ever-present, ever-powerful Moneyline Dice will be making their usual episodic appearance, and they are going to the matchup between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cleveland Indians for their daily roll of the day. Coming off a one in one night yesterday now 37 34 and one on the ttl pod mm -hmm. speaking of records yeah how about yesterday okay not too shabby uh yesterday yeah, before we bad. get into the rest of what's coming on today's show sure always a full transparency show here at the ttl pod so let's uh quickly show you guys what uh we did yesterday across the board Yesterday's best bets of the day, now live on your screen, ladies and gentlemen. Bit of a rough day when it came to the special plays. Uh, Wednesday Warrior are one that we had just been cashing rough. left and right. 7-0 uh, loss, but it does make me feel good when a lot of other handicappers whose uh, opinions I respect in the industry were mm -hmm. also on the Reds for a lot of the same reasons we were. So eh, a little bit of a bad beat there. The stars just weren't aligned. So that did also cause our parlay pop-off to not hit yesterday. Our Max picks up over top there. Hey, 2-0 day for my man. I told you he was going to come back. No problem whatsoever. Bit of a bumpy start to the week, but he's back in action, and he's got three more, and I think he needs to pull the broom out of the closet once again. I'm seeing a sweep here on this side of the table. As for me, 
First rough day of the week, one and two, moves me to six, four, and one on the week overall. Uh, a couple of bad beats, man. Your White Sox sure was, couldn't, man. Uh, couldn't get across the plate a couple times. Yeah, so. three, one through uh, through five. So. Yeah, bit a uh, bit of a rough one. And then the uh, Giants let it go there in the bottom of the fourth inning and uh, had an opportunity to actually tie it back up a few times there in the top of the fifth, right. but couldn't get it done. So. Uh, overall, a little bit of a rough beat, and then told you right uh, right up over there, Moneyline Dice, 1-1 one one on the day. I uh, was, was thinking the Yankees were going to come back and cover that run, run line. Right. But, uh, Got the win, but yeah, yeah couldn't, get it, uh, couldn't get it done on the run line. Couldn't get it done on the run line, and then obviously it seemed like a bunch of people were on the under, not the Moneyline Dice. They took the over and cashed that over 10 sure, nice baby. and easy. So there you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday's best bets of the day recapped for you so you know where we're at for the week going in now. For Thursday's show, already told you what we got coming on the first half. That's all of the best bets, the special play, the trends, everything. We'll dish it out for you in light speed. Then once we wrap all that up, we'll dive into the second half of the show, and we will discuss plenty of hot takes, banter, nonsense, and everything in between on today's rants and reactions. We got Olympic updates to discuss yet again. We have the MLB to jump into and have some news surrounding a few of the trade, uh, some of the trade deadlines and uh, other things coming out of that. So we have plenty of stuff to discuss, not to mention college football, college basketball. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today. So if you want some juicy, juicy hot takes and content, I suggest you stick around for the second half of today's show for the rants and reactions. And then, hey, I always pay it forward to you with my motivation minutes, give you a little extra inspiration, motivation, get you through your day, whatever day you stop by on the pod, and hopefully through the rest of your week, into the next week, and uh, hopefully you can apply it into your life. Well, my message yesterday was cut a little short, and Mm -hmm. uh, we were a little bit all over the map, and uh, I wanted to make sure I got that across to you guys. So I kind of wanted to uh, build upon that today uh, with some of the closing thoughts I wanted to give to you guys, because I was on a roll. I had some stuff, good stuff rolling out. Ran into uh, some adversity adversity uh, of our own. Yeah, the uh, old motivations about making adversity your friend, and uh, adversity came and uh, wrapped its arms around us and gave us a big old hug right Mm -hmm. at the end of yesterday's show. So that is the outlook for today's show partner anything else uh any upcoming things anything you need to get out before i get this show kicked off i think we're ready to rock and roll all right for now cut all the drama cut all the nonsense stop all the banter that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get you come to the talking the line podcast for the stone cold locks and picks and running tickets to the window with the ttl crew all day and night long So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to get into episode number 86 on this beautiful July 22nd, 2021. Didn't think I forgot, did you? Now you don't have to check your calendar one more time. 722-2021, episode number 86 is live. The first segment of the day, the TTL Crew's best bets of the day. We're kicking it off with the first half, and you know the deal. That's our mags, best bets of the day. At the top of the show, just a few moments ago, I told you that he has three best bets coming your way today. Now, plenty of value from across the board. I may not be able to back him on one of his plays. I'll let you guys find out why. However, as always, I suggest that you open those ear holes up wide. Get those eyes open nice and bright if you're watching live on YouTube. And hey, partner, 
you have the floor. Alrighty, I appreciate it. So my first play of the day is coming out of the, uh, we've actually got a couple big rivalries, the two biggest rivalries in the sport on my card today. Yankees versus Red Sox, first Hello. play of the day. Hello. Got a mascot coming in chirping at me right now, but uh, <laughs> Yankees versus Red Sox, first play of the day. Taking the Red Sox money line tonight versus the Yankees and Jordan Montgomery with Tanner Houck on the mound for the Red Sox. Now, Houck's got uh, actually pretty impressive start here to his career. 3-3-8 ERA on the season. That's two starts, two relief appearances. Came up last year for the first time, made his MLB debut uh, late September uh, there in 2020. So on his career, he's got seven appearances, and that's five starts. All of that combined, he's got a 178 ERA in his short career over 2020 and 2020. Excuse me, 2021. Mm. Two of his starts have come against these Yankees, and boy oh boy, has he actually dominated the hell out of these Yanks. Combined nine innings pitched, two hits, zero earned runs versus these Yanks. Last week was at Yankee Stadium for three innings, one hit, uh, no earned runs. And he's got a combined two for 19 career, or the Yankees are two for 19 in their lifetime over those two starts, obviously, against him. So he has dominated them, to say the least. Last 10 for the Yankees versus right-handers. While their uh, while their offense as a whole has picked up, I can't deny that, a lot of their damage has come against left-handers. Last 10 versus righties, 189 batting average, 266 OBP, and only 2.86 runs per nine. Compare that runs per nine over their last 10 to left-handers. They're all the way up at 8.46. So just about all of their damage uh, the last 10 games or so has come against left-handed pitching. Now, the reason I like uh, you know the other half of this matchup here, Jordan Montgomery, he's got a 4.18 ERA on the season. He stayed uh, pretty consistent to that number all season long. However, he is a little bit worse on the road, 5.32 ERA. And he's actually faced these Red Sox a couple of times this season and has lost both times. Allowed three earned runs over uh, six innings pitched in both of those games. I honestly think we might see uh, another mirror performance of that once again here today. And the Red Sox have hit uh, lefties pretty well here lately, and especially at home. They have scored 6.12 runs per nine versus left-handers in Fenway on the season. And these Yankees, my friends, have not uh, fared well this season in Boston or against these Red Sox. 0-4 last four in Boston, 2-7 versus the Red Sox here in 2021. So I really I really like that to continue here again today. Uh, a few trends here on the season as a whole. Boston, 21-14 on the season as a home favorite. They are 24-12 in division games. Obviously, they've handled the Yankees well, but they take these games very seriously and have fared well all season long, while the Yankees, 19-25 here against the AL East. So I really like this guy, Tanner Hawk, to continue his, uh, you know, pretty consistent dominance for a third straight time against these Yankees and for Jordan Montgomery, a guy who's been uh, pretty consistently giving up at least three runs uh, in his starts and against another team that uh, has seen him many, many times. I like them to do it once again today, partner. I know you were on the fence on this one. Did I convince you at all? Yeah, you convinced the hell out of me. I did not realize uh, Hawk was that good. Um, if you weren't going to say it, I was going to say it. Uh, one thing that was definitely going to side me over to you was uh, the Red Sox not only hitting lefties, but lefties in Fenway sure. and across the board all season long. They right. just That's where they have found their success. And with the numbers that Jordan Montgomery possesses against them, there's no way that I'm going to fade that in any capacity right. whatsoever. So, yeah, you got me all the way over the right. fence. I am uh, drinking the dirty water now, my friend, and I'm with you for the first best bet of the day coming from our mags, Boston Red Sox, money line. All righty. I appreciate it. Absolutely. 
number two coming at you <laughs> right. live and in prime time. Now, I mentioned I've got another rivalry, and my partner mentioned that he can't back me on this one. So I'm going to the Cubs versus Cardinals matchup, and uh, both of us have a little bit of a play out of this one today, so my partner will have some points on this one as well. But I like the pitching matchup in this one. Adbert Alzale, right-hander versus Quang Yan Kim, lefty for the Cards. Uh, Kim has a 2.87 ERA on the season. He is actually having one of the underrated seasons for a pitcher uh, in the entire league. He has been uh, pretty consistent and pretty solid all season long. But he's really starting to pitch really well right now. Zero earned runs in all three of his July starts. And that's two games against the San Francisco Giants and one against my man's Cubs here uh, a couple starts ago. The Cubs uh, have hit lefties pretty well on the season. But the last five, they've seen a little bit of a dip. Last five, 143 batting average, 1.93 runs per nine. Uh, so I really like that to continue today and Quang Hyun Kim to hold them to one or zero runs. Now, I don't hate Albert Adbert Alzelay today, and I do like uh, the play that my partner's going to lay down here in a minute. Uh, but Alzelay, I just don't like nearly as much as I like Kim. He's got a 4.59 ERA on the season, 4.89 on the road, nine earned runs over 17 innings pitched here in July. Uh, so like I said, I don't hate him today. I don't think it's going to be a bombardment by the Cardinals by any means. But I do think he gives up two, three runs here in this first five while Kim holds him down to zero or one. And these Cardinals bats, they're not, uh, you know, they're not lighting the world on fire, but they have improved uh, quite a bit more than what they had been a few weeks ago. Last 10 versus right-handers, 273 batting average, 319 OBP, 4.35 runs per nine. So like I said, not quite lighting the world on fire, but that's definitely a big improvement. They were down to the low 200s batting average, mid 250 OBP. Mm and right around two runs per nine uh, versus righties or lefties. It didn't matter. Uh, but in these first fives, uh, you know, none of, none of these, excuse me, neither of these teams have insane numbers. None of them have terrible numbers, but the cards do have the edge in the first five runs, especially the home and road splits. Uh, cards 2.57 first five runs at home this year. Cubs down to 2.00 on the road in the first five. And uh, runs per runs allowed at home. Cardinals 2.13 in the first five at home, while the Cubs up at 3.0 on the road. First five runs. I do lean the Cardinals money line here in this one. However, that Cardinals bullpen is way too shaky for me to trust them on the full game money line. As we saw last night, obviously the Cardinals got the win, but it was a little bit sweaty, a lot of bit sweaty. Uh, Cardinals last 10 games bullpen 6.19 ERA. So I have no interest in trusting their bullpen today. I am riding all of my chips down on Quang Hyun Kim. And for that offense to put just a couple, two or three, four runs here on the uh, Cubs and Albert, Albert Alzale. So, partner, I know you're not siding me with me on this one, but uh, I'm rocking with the Cardinals' first five money line today. No, I am not, but I do not think you are very far off base, my friend. Um, I'll talk about it here in just a little bit uh, once we get into my best bets of the day. But yep. uh, Gwen Young Kim has really, really impressed me over his last few starts. I've tried fading him a, a couple uh, against a couple really high-powered offenses, mm. and he's got the job done. My partner right. talked about it. I'll talk about it a little bit more. But I'm not riding you, but uh, uh, I'm not tailing your play. <laughs> but uh, if you guys are, uh, I highly suggest you are. It is a valuable play, even though they are against my Cubbies. I hate to say that, but as a handicapper, I have to. So Armag's second best bet of the day, St. Louis Cardinals, first five, money line. You got one and two. Told you there's three coming your way. Partner, please and thank you. 
let him have it. All righty. Number three, not a rivalry this time around, but I do like this one just as much as the other two here today. I'm going to the Angels versus Twins in Minnesota. You've got Andrew Heaney on the mound versus Kenta Maeda, and I am taking the Twins' first five money line. Heaney, left-hander versus Maeda, right-hander. And Maeda, as much as he has struggled earlier on in the season, it looks like to me that he is appearing to return to form. He spent a little time on the IL, but I do believe that he has fixed himself. Earlier on in the season, the alarming thing was that his number, or hits were way up, his strikeouts were way, way down. Now in July, three starts, 1.69 ERA, 16 innings pitch, three earned runs. A couple of shutouts there, actually. And he has not allowed more than three hits in any of those starts. And his strikeouts are all the way back up, 10, 7, and 8 in those three starts. So I like him to be, uh, you know, back to the guy that he was the last couple of years and throughout a lot of the points in his career. Earlier on in the season, like I was saying, say, excuse me, like I was saying, he was struggling to crack five, six strikeouts uh, when he was struggling. And even uh, in the games that he was still going five, six in each pitch, he just wasn't striking guys out. Uh, he was kitting them on base via the hits. And uh, it appears that he has fixed himself and gotten those all the way down. Hits, that is. And the Angels are coming in a little cold at the plate. One and zero runs scored in their last two games. So I don't like them uh, to put any runs here in the first five. Another situation where I lean towards the Twins' money line, but another team that I have no faith whatsoever in their bullpen. Uh, both bullpens actually are a little too unpredictable for me. Now on the other side of things here, Andrew Heaney is coming in with a 5.56 ERA. That number has risen month over month throughout the year. He's actually got a 6.75 year rate over two July starts here. And the Angels are 1-3-1 and one in the first five innings of his last five starts. And this Twins offense is still scoring runs on lefties right now. Their average is a little down the last 10 games, but 6.45 runs per nine last 10 versus lefties. That's a really solid number. In target field, they do hit lefties pretty damn well, so I like them to continue that today. Their issue on the entire season has not quite been their offense. Every now and then, it is a little unpredictable, uh, but lately, especially at home, they have been putting up the runs. And now, like I say, the issue hasn't been their offense. It's been their pitching staff, bullpen, and starters. Like I said, I'm not trusting the bullpen, but I am trusting a guy that I believe that has fixed himself and has gotten back to what we know and love out of Kenta Maeda. And I think we see that once again today. And I think the Twins put up four or five runs, three to five runs here on Andrew Heaney in the first five innings. So I'm going to rock with this Twins first five money line. And I like it just as much as my other two plays partner. I know you were on the fence a little bit on this one as well, but uh, how are we feeling now? Yeah, I'm with you. With you once again. You got me back over, uh, back over the fence onto the Twins here. Definitely in the first five. A little bit shaky with uh, that uh, relieving arms. Right. Uh, you know, it leaves a couple of question marks in my head. I don't know. Even after last night's seven-two win over the uh, over the Sox, mm -hmm. I hate to rub that in on nah. you, but uh, yeah, I think they're uh, gonna have a little bit of success here early, uh, especially against Heaney. They hit right. lefties pretty doggone well, and uh, Heaney is definitely not an arm that I care to back in the first five. No, so. and he's not a guy that's like out five six. Zero one. He's been pretty consistently uh, sticking to that number, if not uh, increasing that ERA. Yeah. So, so uh, hey, if you say Maeda's fixed, I'm on your side. I'm saying he's fixed too. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Our mag's third third best bet of the day: the Minnesota Twins first five money line. There you go. There you have it. All of our mag's best bets of the day. His three best bets of the day. Now, partner. Anything else you need to lay down, discuss, talk about storylines? Anything has come out since you made your picks? No, I think I'm all good. 
All right, my friend. Well, hey, I appreciate it, and I know they do too for your best bets of the day and all your hard work and analysis. Let's keep this show steaming on down the tracks, as always, and get into the second half of the first segment of today's show, episode 86, July 22nd, 2021. Now you really don't have to check your calendar. Second half, first segment, my best bets of the day. Also told you I got three coming at you. If you read the description, you saw there were six, so our mag gave you a three. You add another three. That means here's the six coming at you. Now... I, too, obviously have all MLB plays, got a total play coming at you, got a money line play coming at you, and then I also got a first five run line A little bit of everything. So a little bit of sprinkling everywhere, starting it off very early and also ending it very late. So get ready to hammer it in now and also pop in your nitroglycerin pills for later. Once again, open those ear holes wide, pull out your favorite sports book, and get ready to smash in my favorite picks on today's MLB slate. First best bet of the day coming from me. Going back to the matchup, either me or Mags have played this game every single day this week. Mm -hmm. Back to the matchup between the Texas Rangers and the Detroit Tigers. Again, got to take the Detroit Tigers money line here today. And once again, it comes down to the pitching matchup, uh, which has a lot of value on the side of the Tigers. And then uh, also the Tigers have really gotten out of a slump when it comes to their bullpen here as of late. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you guys a little bit about that. But for the starters, you got Mike Fultonevics, uh, if I am pronouncing that right at this I point. I think you nailed I that have, one. Uh, did I? I All right. So. Hot dog. Uh, either way, you got Tyler Alexander on the mound for the Tigers. Now, Fulty, for sure, you know what I call him. Uh, he's really not someone that I trust at all, and especially not on the road, my friends. He's given up a combined 30, that's right, 3-0 earned runs in his last six road starts overall. Eight road starts for him so far on the season, 1-5 record, a 314 opponent batting average allowed with an 8.10 ERA, all over 40 innings of work, so not a small sample size at all. He doesn't pitch too well during the daytime either, and this is the first game and only game on the afternoon slate. Eight day starts for Fulty, 0-4 record, 4.21 ERA, over 47 innings pitched. He has a 10.20 ERA in the month of July, and he has not been below a 4.00 ERA all season long. The Rangers have lost seven out of his last 10 starts overall, and he has not faced uh, Detroit this year or much in his career, but the numbers uh, trending in the, in the direction of the, for the Tigers offense right now are just way too doggone good to pass up. They are above league average on weighted runs created plus. They are at 108 right now, absolutely mashing the cover off the ball. If you don't like all that, let me tell you a little bit about Tyler Alexander. Might not know a whole lot about him. He's kind of one of those bullpen guys, but he is actually coming off his longest start of the season, three and a third innings in his last outing. It was against Minnesota. Wasn't too bad at all. Gave up two earned runs, but uh, outside of that, he's given up one earned run or less in seven out of his last 10 appearances overall. Told you he's a bullpen guy, so he doesn't go deep, maybe an inning or two, but I like him to repeat that uh, similar performance, maybe three and a third, maybe even get all the way through four sure. here today. Who knows? He showed some pretty good, uh, good stuff, good action in his last out. Maybe they'll keep him in a little bit longer. I'm banking on it. Not to mention, he's given up zero earned runs in four out of his last six starts overall, and he has a 2.79 ERA in the month of July, and it is his best ERA yet, and he has just continued to chip away at it and trend it down. 
Last but certainly not least, I told you that the Tigers bullpen has had some serious improvement. Now across the board on the season, they ain't been very good at all. So you know today is going to be a bullpen day. So you had to look at it. They've actually made some serious strides and improvements in their last five games overall for their relief pitchers. They are averaging a 0.51 ERA, 161 opponent batting average allowed, 235 on base percentage, and a 0.74 whip with zero home runs allowed. They are dealing right now. I don't know what type of special sauce they took after the All-Star break, but this Tigers relief and bullpen, uh, their rotation in there right now is lights out. Mm -hmm. If you don't like the starting pitching matchup on all that, I got some other key stuff that takes care of the full game and why I love the Tigers' money line today. Tigers are 6-0 straight up in their last six overall, 7-0 straight up in their last seven home games, 4-0 straight up in their last four as a favorite, and now 6-5 straight up as a home favorite after starting the week at 4-5. Texas is 16-54 and 54 straight up in their last 70 road games, 0-7 straight up in their last seven overall, 0-3 straight up in game four of a series versus the Tigers after a loss, 0-4 straight up in their last four, game four of a series overall across the board, no matter the team, and 0-4 straight up in their last four games versus left-handed pitching, only averaging 146 at the plate, 167 on base percentage, and scoring 0.3 runs per nine against a left-handed starter once again i'm going back to the well it's too hard not to early game of the day my first best bet of the day detroit tigers money line i will be right there with you again my man uh yeah this this series has really played out as well as the tigers could have imagined it because they obviously foresee this to be a bullpen day and the bullpen has not been overworked at all they only pitched i believe two or three innings last night uh two or three guys i can't remember off the top of my head now but they each pitched one inning were fantastic and that's been the thing all series long so they're not overworked first of all and the other thing i haven't looked at it but fulton Evans might have to be actually not just saying it his numbers might be the worst road pitcher in baseball it very well could be i i need to look into that because he an ADRA on the road goodness yeah, yeah. i haven't seen anybody i mean we look at these lines every no. single day in their stats i haven't seen anybody that high yeah that's that's pretty doggone bad and when you have that big of a discrepancy i think the tigers are going to get to him early right. i think they tag him for four or five here today and you know it sucks because the dude's a humming bean too sure. but uh he's just not having a very good season at all so there you go First best bet of the day. Actually, also, too, Tigers coming off of the sweep of the Twins in a three-game sweep and now looking a four-game sweep of the Rangers right in the face. Give me all of them here today. Moving right along, second best bet of the day. Going back to the matchup my partner told you about earlier of my hometown favorite, Chicago Cubbies, and going against the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, I'm not taking a side here today. I'm not that much of a homer. I don't think, uh, well, I, I don't want to say that the Cubs aren't going to win. I don't want to put any type of juju like that because it probably will be a wild game. And both of these teams are pretty much out of the playoffs at this point. Either way, that being said, I'm going to the total here today. And it's eight and a half. I'm taking under eight and a half total runs here. Now, my partner told you a little bit about Alzale told you a little bit about Kim. Let me tell you just a little bit more that I like. Some key trends. The under is 6-2-2 two two in the last 10 Alzale starts for the Cubs. Those two pushes pushed at seven runs and eight runs, and it was because the opposing team put up a solid amount of runs against him. Uh, I think that he has some success here against the Cardinals uh, as he is 3-2 and two to the under in his last five road starts. 
and one of those was against this St. Louis team. It uh, ended 2-1 to one with a Cardinals victory, so no idea if the Cubbies win, but uh, like it to be right around that same score, uh, if not uh, even lower than that, we see a one nothing game here today. He also has had enough success against the Cardinals to give me faith in him here. Uh, 36 at-bats, small sample size, but 147 batting average, 232 OBP, and a 523 OPS. So I don't think they'll be mashing the cover off the ball, but uh, in favor of my partner's bet. Uh, I do think Kim is going to be a little bit more efficient. Uh, like I told you, he has really impressed me over his last few starts. I faded him in a few positions against really good offenses, and he did really, really well. Couldn't believe it. Uh, not to mention the under is 4-2-1 in his last seven starts, and he's given up one earned run or less in uh, six out of seven of those starts. And in his last four home starts overall, the under is 2-1-1. Some couple uh, key trends that I really like here today. If you go all the way back to 2004, way, way back there, ladies and gentlemen, between these two teams, the under is 739, 610, and 75. Pretty key trend there, if I do say so myself. But for this season, Chicago is the best team to the under, depending on how you like to look at it. 29, 19, and 3 overall as a road team for the Cubs. Uh, the Cardinals are 24, 19, and 3 to the under at home. The Cubs, as an away dog, are also pretty doggone good to the under. 20, 13, and 2, with the Cardinals being 16, 14, and 3 to the under as a home favorite. Last but certainly not least, the under is 4 and 0 oh in Alzale's last four starts versus the NL Central and right now the game is rated at 4.6 runs for the Cardinals 2.0 runs for the Cubs on Odd Shark I love it to finish right around there if not even a little bit lower maybe a 3-1 here either flip-flop either side who knows uh, but I'd love it to stay way way under eight and a half because neither team is doing much offensively right now so my second best bet of the day going back to the Cubbies and Cardinals and taking under eight and a half runs for the full game total I will be right there with you on this one, my man. I like this one just as much as any of your, any of your plays. Like, I mean, you heard me already talk about it. I love Kim in this one. And, I yeah, I'm not uh, weighed down in Alzale by any means. I think he gets the job done. That 4.62 odd shark prediction, that's about, if I hadn't looked at that at that prediction, I probably would have guessed 4 to 2 myself. Yeah. So Yeah, I was thinking right around there either way. So I'm glad I kind of looked at it, conf yeah. confirmed some of my biases. So. There you go, my second best bet. Before I move along here, partner, am I just tweaking or is shit flickering again? And I didn't see it. Okay, maybe I'm just tweaking. Either way, uh, forewarning, if we go dark we go again, dark. Uh, we'll just start a new show. We'll open up an another Part live two. one and we'll put it out on Twitter and we'll finish <laughs> the rest of the show. So I think we're good, but uh, just in case. All right, let's wrap up the first segment here today with my last best bet of the day, my third and final, going to the matchup between... The Oakland Athletics and the Seattle Mariners. And ladies and gentlemen, I am going back to the well. If you haven't listened to me before, you better open your ears up wide because this is the money play right now in the MLB. I'm taking the Seattle Mariners first five run line plus a half. Now, you might wonder why, with the Mariners facing the Oakland Athletics, you would think the Athletics are much, much better than this team, but it comes down to the pitching matchup today and the fact that one of the guys has been a wagon, and it is the guy who was taking the mound for the Mariners in Chris Flexen. Then you have Sean Manaya on the mound for the Athletics. Let me tell you a little bit about Manaya before I get into my boy Flexen. 
he has had a bit of a struggle patch uh, here over the course of his last few games. He's mm-hmm. given up three earned runs or more in three out of his last five starts. And Oakland's actually two and three straight up in the first five innings over his last five starts overall. He does have a 5.29 ERA in the month of July, and it's already kind of shaping up to look to real similar to what his May played out as, and that ended with a 4.78 ERA. So I, from what I've seen from him, it looks pretty doggone similar, and it's a pretty doggone similar ERA. ERA. Also, I told you yesterday with Adam Wainwright, who had a 0.00 ERA against the Cubs over eight inning pitch, that he was due for some regression and we were going to see that. Well, wouldn't you know, Sean Manaya has a 0.00 ERA over nine innings pitched against Seattle this year. Can you say regression, ladies and gentlemen? That screams regression to me, especially with his July ERA right now and his top line numbers overall. Hasn't been that solid. Does have decent numbers uh, with a decent uh, sample size against the Mariners. However, the Mariners are mashing lefties right now. And I think with how hot they've been playing, they're going to have plenty of success here in the first five. And more than anything, be able to, at the bare minimum, keep it tied. Now for my man, uh, Chris Flexen. W-A-G-O-N should be his last name. Wagon is what he is. He is a money train. He's actually the winningest money pitcher still in the MLB with a record of 13 and 4 and a hundred dollar better would be up $1,108 if you backed him every single time on the money line. We don't even need the money line. We just need the first five, and they don't even need to win it. They just need to keep it tied, and I have more than enough faith in Chris Flexen to do that. Why? Because the Mariners are 6-2 and two straight up in his last eight starts overall, 4-1 and one straight up in the first five innings in his last five starts overall, and 5-1 and one straight up in the first five innings in his last six home starts. The one loss was against this Oakland team and it actually was five to nothing but that was at the very beginning of June right before the saga of Chris Flexen arose from what I've seen from Chris Flexen also this year he appears to be a man that is a get my lick back kind of guy I'm gonna bounce back I'm gonna beat this team I can't have anybody out here thinking they're better than me I think he does that here today, and not to mention, I think we see some positive regression from his side as he has a 7.50 ERA and six innings pitched against Oakland this year. That's going to tick way down because his home numbers are beautiful. 10 home starts, 6-2 and two record, 218 opponent batting average allowed, 1.76 ERA, over 61 and a third innings of work. He is a money man, no question about it. Last but certainly not least, a couple things that I'm keying in here outside of my man Flexen. Uh, honestly, Oakland really hasn't been hitting righties that well uh, across the board here as of late, and Seattle has been scoring in bunches against left-handed pitching. I think that looms very large here today, not to mention that this is one of the only spots that you can back the Seattle Mariners in, one of the few spots. There's a few other spots, Logan Gilbert, uh, maybe a couple other guys here and there. Either way, Flexen's on the mound. This is a wagon for the foreseeable future. This is the bet to make every time he is on the mound. So I will be running to the well once again with it. And uh, after that, after the first five is over, I'll be running to the pay window with it. And I'll see you guys there. So my third and final best bet of the day, Seattle Mariners first five run line plus a half. 
I love it, my man. This is one of your guys. We each have our pitchers that we back, and this is one of your guys. And I, But I follow you on this one every single time. He is the money man, especially at home. And for whatever reason, the general public still hasn't quite caught on yet. And you nope. can tell by these odds with the A's being favored. What is it? On the money line, at least, right around minus 140, something like that. So. Yeah, and that's honestly been a very, very good spot for the Mariners to be in. So Correct. also... Might be worth a sprinkle on the Mariners' money line. I'm going to. I do believe I will as well. So you heard it here first. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the TTL Cruise six best bets of the day. My best bets and my man, our mag's best bets. Let's keep this show moving, ladies and gentlemen. We got no time to... Ooh, 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 ooh. No time to waste, no time to delay. I do apologize. I had to uh, get a little bit of the uh, coffee action getting, uh, getting back up there. But let's continue... With today's show, second segment of the day, special play of the day, the triple play Thursday parlay. Now, we uh, did a triple play Friday parlay last week, so uh, great to be back around the bend and uh, actually get to do the right special play on the right day. Now, I feel like it's been moons since I have taken a special play to the window with you, partner. I'm why, yeah. It's felt like it's been a while. Uh So, that being all said, we looked at each other today and said, hey, hey, we ain't forcing anything in here. Mm-hmm. We're going to take it from our place, mm-hmm. what we really, really like, mm-hmm. what is our favorites on there, and we're going to hammer it in. We're going to make it a parlay. Not that we always do. Not that we stretch stuff into there, but maybe it's not our favorite things. Maybe it's not that. So for you guys, we're going to adjust that. We're going to make a few adjustments here on the special play, and we certainly did that today. Now watch me say all this horse shit. And it might not make it to the window, but we're not going to put that negative energy no, out no. here regardless. This bad boy is going to the window. Today's special play, Triple Play Thursday Parlay, three-legger. Now, told you it's both coming from mine and Armag's plays, so we got nothing wild to uh, drop down for you, give to you. We already gave you all of the analysis and insights you need to hammer these bets in. Three legs coming at you on the Triple Play Thursday Parlay. First leg, Detroit Tigers, money line. Second leg, Chicago Cubs versus St. Louis Cardinals under eight and a half and the Minnesota Twins first five money line. You parlay those three bad boys together. Last time I checked, plus 440 odds on FanDuel Sportsbook. You're welcome for the free plug. Uh, I'm seeing it go to the window tonight, pal. I don't care. No ifs, ands, or buts. We're cashing the first leg here in about an hour and 20 minutes. I don't right. care what anybody has to say. Then the Cardinals-Cubs going to stay way on under, about maximum of six runs, not going to get sweaty at all. And then Kenta Maeda is going to absolutely deal, and Andrew Heaney's going to give up, oh, I don't know, about five earned runs in the first five innings. And this bad boy is going to cash a plus 440. How about a sweat-free one? How about a sweat-free one? Yeah. How about everything just happens because I put it out into right. the universe that that I just said. Right. I mean, and last week, I mean, we had a few days where we didn't have any special plays of the right. day, so that kind of helps. So it's our, hurt. Uh, it did hurt, and we've, uh, yeah, we've been without it for a minute. We didn't have the Wednesday Warrior like we usually do, so it's time. We're due. It's time. We're due. And speaking of uh, the triple play parlay, speaking of our best bets of the day, why don't we uh, just put them bad boys up on the screen for you guys here today, huh? Martin, do you oh, have anything else you needed to drop down on the parlay? No, sir. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, pull out those sports books. Get ready. Open your eyes wide or your ear holes if you're not watching live. Because for the first time live on this beautiful July 22nd, 2021 on episode 86 of the TTL pod, the TTL cruise, best bets of the day. 
are live on your screen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Left half of your screen, you got our mags picks. Three best bets coming at you today. I almost said Cincinnati Reds because I just saw Reds. Hmm. Boston Red Sox, money line. St. Louis Cardinals, first five, money line. And Minnesota Twins, first five, money line. On the opposing side of that, my best bets of the day. Three more coming at you. Detroit Tigers, money line. Chicago Cubs versus St. Louis Cardinals, under eight and a half runs. And the Seattle Mariners, first five, run line, plus a half. Six best bets coming from me and my partner today. All below that, the triple play Thursday parlay. We are taking the Detroit Tigers, money line. The Chicago Cubs versus St. Louis Cardinals, under eight and a half. And the Minnesota Twins, First five money line once again parlayed for plus 440 odds, and it's making it to the pay window. Now there you go. There you really have it. Today's best bets of the day once again on this beautiful July 22nd, 2021. Hammer men, lock them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day in it. Whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's wrap up let's the first half of the uh, show here today. Thank you once again so much, uh, our kind degenerate pals, for joining us on today's show. We have uh, one final segment for you here on the first half of the show. You might see the money line dice roll on your screen if you're listening. Now you know about it. Now you know it's about to come. Told you at the top of the show, as I always like to, today's matchup that the dice are targeting. Tampa Bay Rays versus the Cleveland Indians. All right. So, you know that deal. Let's get into today's money line dice roll of the day. Let's do it. As a partner, you always do and are so kind to... Uh, drop down on every show right could you please set the stage for us where are we playing this matchup uh maybe what time is it going down who's our starting pitchers any storylines anything that we need to be of knowledge about and uh, as you're doing that i'll get everything set up here for the additional viewing pleasure of our kind audience out there and uh rejoin you guys in about uh Two minutes or so. See how fast I can do this. I'm going to try and be like a NASCAR pit crew. Go for it. 10-4. All righty. Uh, so as my partner mentioned, we've got the Rays going into Cleveland today to face the Indians. You've got Luis Patino versus Cal Quantrill on the mound today. Now, these guys don't have a ton of tape on them. Luis Patino is 21 years old. He has... Uh, Came up in April and May and then uh, took June off there. Came back up here in July and had a rough start a couple of weeks ago against the Blue Jays. So he has been kind of a spot starter here for the Rays trying to get some work in. Uh, but it hasn't been exactly fantastic. He's got a 4.87 ERA on the season. And Mr. Cal Quantrill, uh, not too far off from him. He's got a 4.05 ERA. He came out of the bullpen to start the season and now out of necessity is coming into that starting rotation. Hasn't been too terrible. 3.86 ERA this month against uh, the Houston Astros, Kansas City Royals, and Oakland A's. So he's gone at least five innings and three straight starts and has not allowed more than three runs in any of those starts. So not a terrible uh, split here for Cal Quantrill lately. Now, as I mentioned, we're coming into Cleveland. However, the Indians are the dogs in this matchup. The Rays at minus 146 with Cleveland coming in at plus 124. 
On the run line, the Rays minus one and a half is plus 114, while the Indians plus one and a half is minus 137. Over-under in this game is set at nine right now. Looks like it might tick up to nine and a half, but we'll call it nine at the moment. It's minus 120 on the over nine on FanDuel here. Under nine is minus 102. We do have some uh, bets and money slips, uh, contrary to the last couple of days. On the bet slips today, the public is feeling the raise. 58% of the bets coming in on the raise, 42% on the Indians. However, the money, the big, big money coming in on the Indians, 78% of the money for Cleveland with 22, obviously, coming in for the raise. Over, under, not a huge split here. A little bit a little bit of some big money, though, coming in on the over. 64% of the bets coming in on the over nine runs, while 76% of the money coming in on the over. So the big, big money is coming in on the Indians and the over. However, the sharp indicators, as far as the action app would consider, that means the uh, you know the guys who know what they're doing, they got the raise and the under. So not sure if the big players are right today or if it's the sharp action today. But I have all the faith in the dice today, no question about it. We were going back and forth on this one. The Indians uh, just had an interesting series with the Astros there. 4-3 loss, 9-3 loss, but then kept that off with a 5-4 win. Now you got them coming back home where they have fared well. Uh, But, of course, the Rays were the best team on the road. However, they have struggled lately on the road. Now down to 27-21 on the road, while the Indians 24-19, 8.5 back of my White Sox. Trying to catch them, I don't think that's going to happen, but... They're going to try and go for it, especially today, a big AL uh, matchup. My partner, are you ready? That would appear to be the case. Okay. All right, my friends. Well, let me uh, – well, first of all, thank you, sir, for uh, spreading everything out. I heard you said might tick up to 9.5 there on the total, but we'll call it 9 for now. Correct. I mean, DraftKings is over 9.5, but we'll rock with FanDuel. Over 9 at minus 120. And then um, what what are we looking at as far as plus 1.5 for the Indians? Uh, Plus 1.5 is minus 137. Minus 1.5 for the Rays is plus 114. So there really ain't anything uh, too out of control for us today, no matter how you spin it or however you roll it however you want to call it all right well hey we ain't got to uh make any (laughs) debates about it here at all sir because we have the honorable cubicle objects that we refer to as the money line dice and uh whenever you're ready to assume position sir for me i'm assumed the money line dice are now live on your screen for the first time on this beautiful July 22nd, 2021. The stage is set, ladies and gentlemen. Now, let's get into today's Moneyline Dice roll of the day. Maybe uh, don't quit your uh, day job. Are you thinking about going into uh, a career as a hand model? Yeah. Sick. You don't like my hand, dude? I don't know. Not too shabby. Maybe, you should, uh, maybe we should reach out to Dove. How about... Uh... Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, you never know where the TTL crew is going, but you do right now, and it's to the Moneyline Dice. First roll of the day, are we going with the home team Cleveland Indians or the away team Tampa Bay Rays for the first roll of the day? We all find out in three, in two, in one. Oh, shit, no, we don't. Rough roll. In three, in two, in one. Where are we at here? Home team Indians. All right, so I will be honest with you. The home teams were, uh, the Indians were kind of at the forefront of where I would play this one. Yep. But nonetheless. Big money coming down on the Indians if you didn't hear me. Okay. 
I thought that's what you said, but didn't uh, want to overstep. Are we taking the juicy money line for the second roll of the day? Are we going to take a little plus one and a half? Not too chalky at all. Here we go in three, in two, in one. Money, the line. money line, baby. All right. Let's go, Dice. First unofficial roll of the day. The Cleveland Indians money line. Will the money line dice be doubling down yet again? Will they need a little extra face time? I hope not. Or are they going to go to the total? Give us two best bets yet again here today. We all find out, as always, in three, in two, in one. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's, uh, we're going to, so for the foreseeable future, <laughs> that's in the landing area. All right. Just going to show off my nice mouse pad here. Screw your mouse pad. In three, <laughs> in two, in one. Home ATS. All right. Doubling down. Doubling down, essentially. Uh, just doubling down on the home team. So we uh, we made the uh, agreement that uh, if it ever came down to that where it was Moneyline, we had that on the Yankees, actually, on right. Tuesday, and that's that's what we did in the Yankees cash. So if, if Moneyline is the first selection and then it comes up with an ATS, it pretty much makes zero sense to take them plus right. one and a Unless half. Unless they're and both the money plus money, but that's typically not the case for us. Correct. So we're going to go uh, double home Moneyline, correct? Correct. The dice have spoken. If you want to guarantee take a ticket to the window tonight, we will hear none of the bullshit. We will hear none of the drama. We will hear none of the gossip about these dice. Lock in right now. The Cleveland Indians money line. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. If Thank anyone's you, Dice, trying so to much. gossip and talk shit, I mean, just come on over and look at their record. Yeah, I mean, friends. for real, we are talking 37, 34, and 1. That was officially. off of a uh, 13 and 19 and 1 start. So cooking along, my friends. Cooking along. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now away from your screen, gone for good. But one more reminder today's Money Line Dice roll of the day and selection. The Cleveland Indians money line. Once again, thank you, Dice. Thank you, we Dice. We appreciate your picks. We appreciate your help. Love it. See you later, alligator. All right, briefly here, ladies and gentlemen, while I am performing the production activities that I do during this time, quick reminder for you here, uh, if you could be so kind, you would uh, like to support the TTL pod as well as TTL Sports Media and also support a great, rapidly growing company and a company that we have been hanging out with since, uh, since just about when we started this thing. We actually jumped on board with Moneyline Dice um, actually after, know when. after uh after we had got our own sets of dice and right. we had uh, just been rolling we reached out say hey what's the deal we like your product man we we would love to uh to show it off and uh so lies the uh TTL Sports Media Moneyline Dice partnership a uh, couple of things to remind you about you can now on the talkingtheline.com website, if you want to make it even easier for yourself, go to the Our Partners tab. You will see a moneylinedice.com logo or just a moneylinedice logo. You will also see a description of what that is there for and the TTL Cruise offer code. You can click on said image, be redirected directly to their merchandise store, pick out whatever you want, nothing is off limits, and enter code TTL10 at checkout for 10% off your first order couldn't have made it any simpler for you guys 
but we also have another simpler way. You can go to this episode's description all the way at the bottom. Moneylinedice.com link is right there. And also the code TTL10, TTL10 is right there in this episode's description too. So if you're watching the daily third segment of the show, the Moneyline Dice make their appearance and they, hey, how do I start rolling myself? I need to get on board here. These dice are 37, 34, and 1. I'm not even that doggone good when I make plays. That's how you get them, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, go secure yours today or any of the other fire-ass items that they have in their merchandise store. Nothing's off limits. Once again, code TTL10 at checkout, 10% off, and uh, you can start rolling right alongside the crew, and it just might become your next favorite way to bet. So there you go. There you have it once more. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. We'll see you on tomorrow's show to wrap up the week, and uh, after a 1-0 day, I do believe uh, what it seems like to me. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the Moneyline Dice roll of the day. That is, uh, yeah, looks good. All right, first half of episode 86 of the TTL pod is officially your wrap. You got our six best bets of the day. You have the triple play Thursday parlay, and the Moneyline Dice have told you to hammer in the Cleveland Indians on the money line. We gave you all the trends, all the analysis, all the stats you need to be confident in hammering those bets in. We got nothing else for you. That's about it as far as the betting stuff goes. Now, we got plenty of hot takes to give you and way, way more things to discuss. But if you're about to head out of here because you don't really care to listen to any of that stuff and you're just one of the kind degenerates that stop by and you want to just get some bets and analysis and that's your cup of tea, hey, that's just fine. And if you're headed out of here, as always... We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Thursday, unless you have other plans. We will see you at the pay window this evening. Make sure you get your shoes on and get to walk in there. I don't know how far your pay window is, but uh, if it's a very far walk, I suggest you get there now because we will be meeting you there. Uh, Outside of that, peace and love. Have an awesome, awesome, awesome Thursday. You deserve it. You are kind. You are smart. You are important. And oh, last but certainly not least, make sure... You come on around the bend after we meet you at the pay window tonight for tomorrow's show, episode number 87 of the TTL pod, because we need your help bankrupting these sports books one play at a time. So that'll do it for the first half of the show. But for the rest of you, sticking around and spending your hard-earned time, which don't know why, but can't thank you enough for uh, doing so to hang out with the crew. Mm-hmm. Sticking around for that second half of the show. If you are, it's a time to get hot and heavy. It's time to get juicy and wild. Go places that far other sports media outlets can go. Because we can remove the filter here, talk about whatever we damn well please, and dive deep into the nitty gritty nonsense of the world that is sports and sports gambling so the second half of the ttl pod is officially live ladies and gentlemen let's get it going with today's rants and reactions partner how you doing over there my friend uh for the second half of the show here my man i'm feeling good uh that first half i think went pretty well i think we did uh you know pretty well for ourselves there some nice value yeah I like all of our plays, man. I like them all a lot, if I 
do say so myself. I do as well. I think we got the uh, six most valuable plays coming off the board today. Uh, I had something when you were talking. I can't remember what the hell because I, I was like, man, I want to say this as soon as the uh, rants and reactions start, but uh, totally left my head. Hopefully it comes oh uh, comes into the brain here at some <laughs> point in time because it was something uh, something in relation uh, to something I had done or something. I don't know. Hopefully I'll think about okay. it. Uh, okay. I, you know, I wanted to listen to your analysis. Sure, I didn't sure, want to tune you out. And you know what I should have done is just pick up this damn pen, scribble a little note. That's what I did in my notes and then here I on been, computer uh, at one point. Would have been just fine, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, for now, first things first, partner. Mm-hmm. I need you to tell me something good. I need you to tell me something good. We got the 3M Open going on right now. And as you are always so kind to update us on the leaderboards, where we're at during the show. First tee time this morning was at 6.50 a.m. Central Standard Time. Sir, where do we stand right now at the 3M Open? So remind me, who, uh, who are some of you guys you're interested in? Oh, just lay it on me, and then we'll talk about it. Okay, so uh, I actually don't know who this is, but Stallings, S. Stallings, is in the lead right now, seven under. Okay. Slick Rick, Ricky Fowler, six under, right behind him. I hope he gets back into his things. I believe you mentioned you were interested in Mr. Tringale, Cameron Tringale. Mm -hmm. He's five under. He's playing well right now through 15. Okay. And then uh, a couple of my guys that I was interested in are not playing well. You got Charles Schwartzel up there at three under. Your guy Louie is two under. So, uh, you know, not too bad within striking range. I believe this is going to be a uh, weather permitting a uh, very birdie-able course mm-hmm. uh hole in and hole out mm-hmm. if that makes sense uh but yeah as i mentioned my guys uh dj the favorite for the entire tournament plus one through 14 got plenty of time to bounce back but that's uh not the start you want obviously especially after what i just said and my man bubba is two over as well not looking great now actually two over as well so a few of the uh big big favorites not starting off well and Yikes. then uh, a good chunk of the field is still yet to go 70 this is a big field 77 guys have played and a whole uh laundry wow. list of guys have not even teed off so this wow. is a big big uh big big field and i i don't think there's too many big names that haven't teed off yet so all right, not sure well, if anyone will jump in there, but uh, yeah, the guys we need, uh, you're looking okay. I'm uh, a little shaky so, so far. So with that being said, uh, I did do a little bit sprinkle this morning for tee-offs. I took some Louis Ustase in action, sure. first-round leader, and I also took Cameron Tringale, first-round leader. So we'll see what happens. Don't worry about that. That's actually uh, that you saw that. It was right. working I was just fine. Just I looking know. for the live odds here. Um, yeah, if you see that on FanDuel right now, if you go on FanDuel, they've been having some weird betting stuff. They've had all notifications and signs issues surprise surprise sometimes you know but hey right. either way um we're still able to hammer in bets with all those notifications popping up everywhere so right whatever. but of course the uh the big name close to the top of the tournament slick rick is plus 900 the current favorite uh cameron tringale up at uh plus 1200 scott scalling stallings was his name 14 and louis 1600 uh plus 1600 so uh way too close to call that one by any means obviously a good chunk of the field hasn't even teed off yet there's about 150 guys in this damn tournament but uh i need my guy bubba to turn things around i didn't take any action on dj but i did sprinkle a little top 10 action on bubba but that's not uh not the start we want no definitely not but uh we'll have plenty we'll cover it all on the talk in the line twitter we'll see what happens as the uh tournament rolls out here we'll talk about it a little bit more tomorrow see where some guys are at see some weekend bets we might want to be placing in so there you go there you have it the 3m open update to start today's rants and reactions let's mosey on over to the summer games here and uh caught yourself that time eh? 
Yeah, I did. We name. got yes, I did. We got a little bit of a uh, little bit of some action we got to discuss here, pal. Uh, first thing first, something great we can actually discuss here about one of our teams finally. Okay. Um, women's softball. Sure. Big fan. Um, nice little one zero victory yesterday against the ooh. Uh, that is on me. I totally forgot no who clue. they played. No uh, that's on me. Either way, they got 1-0. Uh, one thing, what I really wanted to mention is Monica Abbott dealt. Absolutely okay. dealt. She uh, went uh, seven innings, I do believe. One hit, three walks, nine Ks. So Hell it yeah. looks like women's softball should uh, have some success in the USA. Hopefully we don't uh, have any issues. Maybe we can return to dominance. We got any odds on them? Could be a wagon, minus 210 odds for the old USA. And like I believe I said, maybe you said it last week, not sure if FanDuel and these books are going to be preying on us uh, patriots here, uh, patriotic types, because uh, you see that. I mean, obviously, minus 210 on a future isn't the best value by any means at all, but... uh, No. You know. But... Who's to say that that's actually accurate odds? I don't know. But you say, I don't know if they're trying to get us in as patriotic Americans... I think so. FanDuel's yeah. got a fucking boost on there right now. If you place a $100 bet in bets before tomorrow, uh-huh. or before the 26th maybe, you get a dollar for every medal that the USA wins. Right. So, yeah, they're trying to rope us in. Right, they just which... want us to bet hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Like, <laughs> yeah. but I I don't know the $1. last time that I have seen, uh, well, yeah, one, a FanDuel boost that is like that disparaging. Right. That's... Which you're going to get some money back, obviously, but but there's a good chance that you're going to lose, you know, if you put in 100 bucks, good chance you're going to lose 60. Yeah, that's crazy. And the last time I saw a boost where you had to bet a minimum of of 100, that's just, I don't know about all that nonsense. I mean, if you get, just to attain a boost, I would rather spend $100 in in another betting scenario, let me tell you that. Right. Um, Outside of that, a little bit else we got to talk about here, pal. Yep. Mentioned it yesterday. Hey, a last-minute cancellation is not off the table here whatsoever. Right. There uh, is still a very strong possibility that uh, we might not be watching the summer games here live from Tokyo Olympic Village. I don't know. I don't know what the course uh, uh, is going on, but what I do know is that Tokyo just hit another six-month high. All right. The vid is running wild in Tokyo right mm-hmm. now. Uh, just hit 2,000 infections yesterday in one day. Uh, won't not go, what you want to see. Won't go too far down that right. rabbit hole because that's neither here nor there. That's not our spot or our realm. Uh, we kind of stay in our hula hoop here, if you will. But uh, yeah, a little bit worried. We got opening ceremony tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Mags, we're going to see the Olympics. We're not going to see the Olympics. What the hell's going on here? I mean, I... It doesn't sound. I mean, the the numbers are not good by any means. I would be I would be really surprised if they canceled it. I feel like they're gonna get real, real, real restrictive as far as protocols, procedures before they cancel anything. Mm. Have you heard? I mean, I, I haven't dove too deep into any of these types of things, but like, is the opening ceremony gonna be kind of like a typical opening ceremony like we've seen, where the entire country? Well, there's no fans, so I don't know. Right, and you know, it's always it's been a good TV spectacle as well. But I mean, you'd have every single athlete from every single country literally parading into whatever the big stadium that they have built is, and I think that would be a horrendous idea if they're that concerned. Right? <laughs> yeah, that probably wouldn't be a great no, idea. So I have but... to imagine like maybe it's just a torch lighting ceremony, and then not I mean, maybe 
the Oliva. But meal. then at the same time, why have the Olympics if you're not going to do the Olympics? Right. Like there's That's no, too. there's no point to half-ass it, especially. I talked about this yesterday. We literally have been confirmed. All 32 NFL teams will have full capacity right. stadium this upcoming season. And now we're no fans in the Olympics or worried about canceling. Might have to do special things. Like, I mean, I, it seems like it's a mess and a half over there. All I mean, right. we're getting players from the USA entering health and safety protocols. Then they're out. Then they're in. Then they're who knows what's happening. And I mean, if it's that much of an issue, like, why are we trying to push this through? I mean, I know we want to have the summer games, but it honestly seems like it's a lot bigger of an issue than they're right. making it seem right now. So I I don't know. We still got till 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time tomorrow uh, and, and until that torch is lit. So is that we can call it? And again, I should probably know this, but like, are these games going to be middle of the night type of deal here being in Tokyo or is it actually going to be watchable for us? Because I know, like, England, obviously, with the with the British Open, the Open Championship, it oh, was obviously, hell. like, middle of the night. But, uh, you know, Tokyo is even further. Are so, they going to, like, rerun so it, So their, their night might, well, they would definitely rerun it if it's not on decent times. But it might be, like, morning-type action, like, like 10 a.m. to 6 p.m.-type deal. So I think it might be okay. So, well, you're talking about 10... 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. our time? Our time, yeah, I think. Well, wh- would they not be doing their events in the morning, then? They're doing everything there at night. I don't I think, think that's how that know. works. I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. that's how that know. works. Whether like yeah, anytime no I've seen the summer games, it's always been during the day and they go all the way through. Like I guess I don't. So know. So I think that's how I mean, it'll yeah, be there. And then I, I think know. we're gonna have. Uh, yeah, I think we're gonna have a very weird schedule. Also with that, I hadn't given that any thought. So I think we're gonna have. Uh, but I mean, some at the weird very, watch schedules, watch right. times too. So I, I have no idea, man. At we'll least at the very least, six thirty our time for opening ceremony. I guess is good. So I feel like at least half the schedule will probably be a decent time for us, if not yeah. a full one. With any luck, we'll see. Who knows? We gotta wait to give it to you guys. What do you got? I heard a little nugget yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, apparently the Polish swim team sent too many swimmers. Okay. And once they got there, they had to send six packing back home. Ooh. How fucked up is that? Ooh. <laughs> You've trained so hard and you finally get the go ahead and then you get there and they said, Hey, you know, we uh, hey, you uh, guys said too many. Hey too Oleg, many Polacks here. Hey Olog, uh we we gotta have a discussion. Right. Um Oh man. And it was a podcast that I heard, but it was basically like this is Hey, that's my countryman, you asshole. Well that means shit, man. They were like <laughs> they like actually like one of them said it on the podcast and they were like, Wait, is that actually true or is that like a Polish joke? And then they like the guy who said it was like, Oh, I is this true? And then, like, one had to verify it because they actually did it. Damn, that's <laughs> But that's sucks, bogus, man. man. How bogus is that? Wow. So you you think you're on the Olympic team, you train, you do everything, and then a uh, little rap-tap-tap on the door. Um, Yeah, you're going back home. Well, they probably tried to get yeah. a room, and they said, hey, we don't got rooms for we you. We ain't fuckers. got a room for you. Who the hell is you? Who are you? We <laughs> we do not have you on the list. I mean, we, I, don't, I don't see you anywhere on here. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Olympic update. Who knows what's going to happen? Hopefully, we got it coming. Uh, if we do, we'll have plenty of bets and everything in between to discuss and talk about and hammer in right alongside with you guys. So make sure you stay tuned. Quick little pit stop. couple quick pit stops here to my world. UFC, the world of MMA, boxing, everything in between. Just a couple of uh, little updates. I've updated you on just about every fight that is potentially in the works. We talked about the Logan Paul Spider Silva. Talked about the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley. We talked about this uh, weekend's upcoming Corey Sandhagen versus TJ Dillashaw, which I'm going to tell you a little bit more about and remind you to come to tomorrow's second half of the show. Ransom Reactions first part, starting it off right from jump. We are breaking down the entire 
UFC Fight Night San Hagen versus Dillashaw fight card, giving you our best bets, props, and the main card parlay, and maybe some other stuff in between. Who knows? But I suggest you stop by, cash the main card parlay last week. Let's keep it rolling, ladies and gentlemen. I got some other good plays. I'm liking a couple of round props and KO props that I am a big fan of. So make sure you stick around for that. But for today, back to the UFC. Back to the matchup between Sanhagen and Dillashaw. You know, I got a little bit of a uh, little bit of beef I got to air out here, okay? Go ahead. I got a little something I got to get off my chest. Go ahead. Now, if you are a TJ Dillashaw fan <laughs> and uh, beating, beating the TJ Dillashaw drum, you might want to leave the show now. Uh, but you know me. Not big fan of the fella. Not at all. Uh, I think what he has done in his past, uh, not only to Team Alpha Male, but also to every single fighter in the 135-pound division uh, by illegally enhancing his performance. Uh, everybody knows what he does uh, or did. Um, he's had to answer to it in every single interview um, so far this fight week. That being said, there's this whole narrative going around right now that TJ Dillashaw is on a comeback tour, that he's just absolutely back. He took some time off to rehab, get a couple of surgeries, get himself right, get his mind right. He himself personally keeps saying that doing all this is like going to therapy. It's like getting it out, getting it off my chest, being fully transparent. Everybody's acting like this is a comeback tour for TJ Dillashaw. May I remind you that he was fucking suspended because he took performance-enhancing drugs and he just so happened off a two-year layoff, had the opportunity to get a couple surgeries on nagging injuries. So yeah, he's coming in with a little bit more of an advantage on that end and you're giving him a platform to make him think that he is on some big dog comeback tour and he has the opportunity to even sniff the 135 belt at this point in time. You're off your fucking horse. What are you talking about? With that being said. <laughs> with that being said. I'm very much looking forward to this fight <laughs> this weekend. I cannot wait to see Sanhagen versus Dillashaw. I've been dove into all of their fight week interviews, all their stuff going on. Um, I just can't believe how much of a deal they're making of it. How right. it's uh, his comeback tour. He's doing this, this, and that. Uh, I'm not buying it with Dillashaw. I am all over Sanhagen here. I think Sanhagen is going to have a time and a half in there. They used to be training partners. Um, they obviously haven't trained. I believe Sanhagen said the last time that he talked to TJ was when they fought on the same card together. I uh, can't remember what card that was uh, or who they even fought, but it's been, it has been it was back in like right. 2019, 2018. So it's been a long time. And even when they were training partners, they weren't super, super close. Like, I mean, they, they talked to each other, whatever. They were friendly. But, I mean, he even San Hagen said, like, I had more training partners that I hung out with on the weekends, did stuff after camp, stuff like that. So they weren't that close. And it's not going to be right out. Hey, to quote Corey Sanhagen, not going to be hard for him to punch him in the face by right. any means. So Corey Sanhagen is a bad dude. Man. He's a bad dude. And he, in my mind, he's got knockout of the year. Um, uh, so far, no question in my mind. Uh, you could put Kamaru up there with just how electric it was against, against uh, Jorge. Jorge, yeah. Uh, but that flying knee knockout against Frankie Edgar, I mean, it, it has to be up there for knockout of the year so far. So hopefully he's got another uh, award-winning performance here in store for us on uh, Saturday. But I'll be sure to break down that fight and every fight on the main card and every fight on the entire card for UFC Fight Night Sanhagen versus Dillashaw tomorrow. Juiced. So that's my thoughts on it, and I'm sure I'll get a lot more hot and heavy once we're discussing yeah. this tomorrow. So uh, if you like that, you like how I'm able to flip a switch, get a little wild, give you my hot takes, and then 
rein it on back in, <laughs> let you know how it's going. So make sure you stop on by. We're going to get wild tomorrow for the UFC breakdown. Other quick little bit of information. Now, we saw two weeks ago, okay, McGregor Poirier. Right. We also saw for the co-main, Wonderboy Thompson versus Dorino Burns. Right. Well, if you do so vaguely, remember Dorino Burns grabbed the mic after his lackluster, to say the least, win. Nothing impressed me out of that whatsoever. And started calling out the entire 170-pound division. Uh, called out Gamebred, called out Nate, called out Leon, uh, just to name a few. Well, those are the main three that he named, and he's since been firing shots all across the division. Well, yesterday he decided to fire some more shots, and he said that he would love to uh, fight either Gamebred or Nate Diaz. Now he's really sold on these two. Firing jabs at him, even went as far to say, uh, to kind of quote some of Nate's um, aura, if you will, about being a thug, being a nasty fighter, just going in there, getting the job done regardless. Posted about four pictures, as the limit on Twitter, of him getting his ass kicked in various fights and kind of quoted some stuff about this. So firing shots at him and Jorge. Haven't seen a response from Jorge as of yet. Okay. But Nate has fired back. Cropped a nice, beautiful picture of the current welterweight king of the world, right. Kamaru Usman, and said, ah, fuck that. I'd rather fight the guy than knock both of your dumbasses out. Right. Oh my gosh, Nate. So <laughs> I once again, Nate just comes in, swoops in as only Nate Diaz can and yeah. says, hey, fuck both of you. I'm not even talking to either one of you. I want this guy. So Nate lets his opinion be known. He's also let it known that he ain't fighting anything less than five round fights at this point in the right. game. The UFC made a one lone exception for his co-main. They haven't done it again since. So do we potentially see a little Nate Diaz Kamaru Usman fight? Ah, I don't think so. I don't think he's worthy of a title fight. Uh, Usman would have stretch. to make waste of that division even yeah. more than he already has. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> way too many other guys in line before that happens. I don't think Jorge's ever getting his rematch. Dorino is definitely not Jorge, very, no. very, very far sure. away from uh, getting a rematch. That's uh, that's why he's calling all these other guys out. He knows he's not getting a rematch with Usman. He has got to get a couple more wins, and the fight against Wonderboy just wasn't impressive enough to say anything. Right. Not only what you just said, it also sounds like to me, naming these two guys, is that he wants a little bit bigger of a paycheck, a little bit bigger of a uh, spectacle-type card because uh, Nate and uh, Gamebred definitely bring in a lot more viewers than someone like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson did. Yeah. That is, uh, that's for sure. So he's trying to get himself a little payday, yeah. trying to get himself ranked up. But I don't know if that's the right place to be looking for it in. I don't know if um, Dana's even going to be a fan of either one of those fights, if either the matchmakers are going to be a fan of those fights. I'm just reporting what I know. And what I know is Durino's out all over the Twitter sphere, firing shots right. left, right, and center at the 170-pound weight division. I'm interested to see what happens because I love this division, man. It's a great division. <laughs> it's probably division. my favorite division. I think so, too. Uh, a guy who we haven't seen fight at 170. Um, actually, well, no, he was 185, Darren Till. Um, I, I miss Darren Till. I always oh, think yeah. about him. He's I, probably we, coming we back We haven't got soon, to right? see him fight for quite some time. Yeah, I can't remember what he's happened. He's been in the media a little bit lately, so yeah, I think he got, he's coming back soon. He got injured. Something happened where he got injured. I can't remember exactly what happened. I'll have to dig back into that. Either way, yeah, the 170 division is absolutely stacked in a half. Yeah, I mean, every division right now in the UFC is absolutely stacked. It's just not even funny. So I I just think we're going to continue to have nothing but great fight nights, nothing but great pay-per-views. 
and the sport is just going to continue to be the best sport on the planet. And slowly but surely, one by one, all of you are going to see what I've seen for the last decade and how much I've absolutely loved it when I had to wait eight months in between pay-per-views right. for crying out loud. Goodness now I gracious. got it every single fucking weekend. Y'all don't even know about that time of the UFC for crying out loud. That does it, though. All of the UFC, MMA, boxing, everything going on. Uh, one more reminder, make sure you stop by tomorrow for uh, the first first beginning portion of the ransom reactions uh full fight night ufc fight night stan hagen versus dillashaw card breakdown main card parlay pick picks props everything in between let's keep this show moving on down the road here nfl is right around the corner i hope you've been paying attention to our nfl countdown timer on the website it's only been live for uh oh maybe about 16 hours 17 hours now i suppose but uh either way it's there it's live you right. can see it so uh now i'm not going to remind you every single day you'll just get reminded on the site but had some uh interesting extension news come out yesterday that could play very large for a lot of inside linebackers across the league right fred warner signed a five-year 95 million dollar 40 and a half million dollar guaranteed contract stick around with the old 49ers yeah that's a big stuff man Whoa, that's big that's big time big extension you think Jerry they want him anchoring their uh their defense for the next uh you know Yes, Half sir. decade? Yes, they do. Yes, sir. He I do believe it, so, and he deserves it. And uh, credit to Pat McAfee. They actually talked about this, too. Um, Colts inside linebacker. Um, goodness gracious. Now I can't think. They're really tight together. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was watching the whole thing yesterday, and, and basically they were just talking about how much this opens up the market for inside linebackers. Yeah. I'm like, hey, ah, we're going to start talking about name. this. And, uh, yeah, I don't know why I'm ah, – we, we're, we're getting soon. We're getting dove deep back into the NFL. Yeah, maybe maybe look at that real quick because that's going to bug me the it's whole gonna dog be, I'm going to be mad about it once um, I do see it. Oh, yeah. Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard. Duh. Goodness Duh. freaking gracious. I knew, uh, yeah, yeah. Either way, there Duh. you go. We're getting close. We're getting back into it nfl coming right around the corner but hey congrats to fred warner payday yeah, and a half and it is much deserved that defense uh definitely got somebody that they need in there for quite some time so sticking with a little bit of football but uh oh, knocking it down to a little oh, bit of the amateur level but uh, still high level the collegiate level national collegiate association of athletics and football yeah yeah you kind of biffed that uh, I can't even remember. Oh, Athletic Association. Athletic Association and football. Well, I was trying to think in, uh, of uh, the ending there, but either way, forget Anyways. what I just said. Uh, the college football. The, Come South, on. the Southeastern Conference. The Southeastern Conference, if you will. Uh, rumblings, tumblings have came out that Oklahoma and Texas have approached the SEC for a potential combination to form the first ever collegiate football super conference to which Oklahoma's administration quickly put out a press release. And essentially, I'm paraphrasing here, but said, this is horse shit. We stick to our founding values and morals. I think this is Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, not, yeah. not Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. I apologize. Either way, go boys. Um, either way. One of my favorite teams to bet on during the college football season. Mm -hmm. They're an absolute electric factory. But Oklahoma State comes out, right. says all this, says, no, 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 no. If somebody has approached, they didn't tell us about it. Mm -hmm. And we are very, very disappointed. We are launching an internal investigation, and we will keep you updated as we find out more. Whoa. 
Mags, are we going to see a super conference here? Is Oklahoma State and Texas actually going to uh, make the move? Is this just to somebody who accidentally maybe sent a text and got the wrong information somewhere? What are we potentially looking at I here mean, with the college football season a brief month away here now? Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't happen soon, uh, it sounded like uh, I believe 2025 would be the year that it Jeez. would start to happen. But uh, if it doesn't happen then, it's going to happen soon. I've been hearing rumblings of uh, at least people speculating that super conferences are going to start to be the thing for the last 15 years and i think people expected it to be a little sooner but i mean you're already starting to trend like that uh sec and big 10 i believe each have 14 teams uh acc right. might have 15 if i'm not mistaken the big thing for me is uh if this does happen which it would not shock me at all these two teams would fit in uh, pretty damn well with the sec i'm just wondering what happens to the big 12 then do they try to bring in some random teams do they disband i would be shocked I think if they disbanded because it's such a storied conference. But I mean, if you lose into two, the two cornerstones of that conference, how do you go on? Honestly, it's like, yeah. does uh do a couple teams litter into the big 10 and make that another super conference? Does a couple teams go to the ACC? I don't know. I saw someone trying to piece it together, but it's, uh, you know, that wasn't quite making sense. But uh, I mean, there's a couple teams that would fit in well with the big 10. I mean, you look at Iowa state, uh, obviously right in the heartland of uh, of Big Ten country, and they've already got some rivalry with Iowa, Iowa themselves. So I think that would be a good fit there. So uh, I think they need to restructure that and get uh -huh. freaking Rutgers the hell out of the Big Ten. That's what I was saying. Um, Could we trade? The, well, the reason they, they did that for the Big Ten was to conference. get into the New York market, though. So they ain't going to do the that. the New York market. Restructure everything <laughs> else. Who the hell cares about the fucking New York market? Money, my friend. Yeah, money, follow money, the money, money. That's all it ever is. Follow the effing money. But, I mean, that's, that's what this is, is as well. And if you put the... These two teams in the SEC as conference that's already, as far as talent-wise and football itself, already a super conference. And now you're adding Oklahoma, who's been a perennial top five team the last hey, you five know what? years, man. You know what? Damn Big Ten office is only about 15 minutes away from here. We can go voice our opinions right now. We can see what the hell's actually going. Hey, we need to know. Talking the line sports media here, live and in prime time. Are we forming a super conference? Are you guys going out? What's the word on the street? Maybe we make a quick little trip over to the Big Ten headquarters. Right around the right around the, the street here. I mean, I don't know if they know what's going on. This ain't uh I will it have domino effects on the Big Ten? Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, colleges but, uh, talk, guys talk, conferences yeah, that's talk, fair. agents that's fair. talk. That's fair. You know? It's uh it's it's in it's a exclusive club of its own right. if you will right. so hey i mean and then uh, you said follow the money and that is not a small building they're located in over there in rosemont let me tell you that. no sure no sir so there you go there you have it uh we'll see what the hell comes out of the uh, college football scene but it is coming right around the corner september 2nd games are kicking off and in full swing let me tell you that um outside of that sticking with a little bit of college action so i keep feel like i keep getting this mm -hmm. daggum microphone right in my face um Sticking with college, we got a little bit of college football action or college basketball action to talk about here. Uh, it is quick, fast, and in a hurry coming right around the bend, but something I wanted to make you guys aware of. Speaking of the SEC conference, old Coach Nate Oates and them Alabama boys look like they're going to be a wagon once again this yeah, year. Man. Returning all five starters, Ooh, and baby. oh my... I think they repeat, and I think they go deep in the tournament once again here. Yeah, just Ooh. hearing that, I can't, My I can't disagree with you. My cousin Vinny, John Rostein. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Oates is the, is the man. He's the man, He's the man. I he think is. they uh, – I'm blanking on how far they made it this past tournament, but uh, – Third round, I do believe. Second round. Right. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm blanking. But anyways, I, I agree with you, man. I think they repeat as SEC champs. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, 
get rocking and rolling right down down the tracks beyond that. Yeah, so. nobody left. And in comparable to my mind, outside of Oates, um, Arkansas head coach. Yep, uh, Must Bus. Ah, uh, Must Bus. Yes, Musselman. Yeah, he. Uh, those two guys are probably my favorite college coaches. Must right Bus, now. man. I mean, he's, there's he's so awesome. many other, and us being far removed from the college basketball season right now, there's so many other guys I could talk about. But right. Musselman and his uh, pregame talks and squeezing toothpaste in the line. Yeah. I mean, he he is an electric factory dude. and a half. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. But want to let you guys know, hey, uh, if you're an SEC fan and you're an Alabama basketball fan, it's looking like it's going to be a good 2021. <laughs> one season 2022 season for you boys here all right let's keep it steaming on down the tracks couple other pit stops uh we got to go to the diamond just right fast here and partner i gotta talk to you my man i know we have just been uh oh, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa i actually kind of just sounded like the man right there that is absolutely insane other collegiate football news Dion sanders oh okay that was fucking weird. I was whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Deion Sanders. Coach Dion to you, motherfucker. Coach Dion. That's right. So he has a press conference. Right. And I'm not sure who the reporter was, but he said, Hey Dion, uh, started asking him a question. He said, No, 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 no. That's literally how he did it. That's <laughs> he's like, first things first, you don't get it straight. You don't call Nick Saban Nick. You ain't gonna call me Dion. It is Coach. Coach Sanders to you, and that is it. You don't you don't have that type of respect, and and or you have that type of respect for Nick. You have that type of respect for me. And then the reporter goes, "I call Nick Saban Nick." I just said, <laughs> "No, you don't. Bullshit. No, you don't. No, you don't. You call Nick Saban Nick, and you be getting cussed out for the next half hour. You know you don't call him that. So you give me the same respect you show Nick Saban." To which the reporter responds, "Okay, Dion. As I was saying." <laughs> Dion, now football coach, doesn't have to put up with any of the media's bullshit, nah. stands up from seat, exit stage left, interview over. Set the tone, baby. Set the tone, baby. Hey, to you, pal, that's Coach Sanders. That ain't no prime time Dion anymore. Right. And he, I I think he is overplaying because I, I know guys call Nick Saban Nick. Yeah, all but the time. I don't think that, I, it does sound like coach is typically what uh, Nick Saban gets called, but still. Yeah. If you want to set but the tone, set the tone, man. Set Shit. the tone, but also ease up a little bit. Bubby ain't even won a damn game yet. So <laughs> let's and you it might not be or may or may not be Jacksonville State University. But hey, 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 that's neither here nor there. Hey. That is neither here nor there. Jacksonville State was a hell of a team to back on mm-hmm. the damn spread last year when they were some one score dogs. Last year or am I wrong? I don't think he was. I do not believe he was. I'm not sure. I do not believe he was. Uh either way. Moving back into the MLB. Right. Partner, got to have just a brief little conversation here, man. I uh, I got to get your thoughts. I got to know what you know, if you got any information to break here, because this is just out of left field. None of us know what's going on. And you being the resident Sox fan on staff here, we, uh, we got to know. Last night, late in the evening, after the Sox game, Yerman Mercedes, the Yerminator, announces he is retiring from baseball. I think it was during the game. During the game. I could be wrong, but I think it was during. I do believe it was during the game as well, actually, now that you say that. Black screen, it's over. Mm-hmm. Instagram post with a lengthy caption that, well, being, fairly, being he yeah. also doesn't speak the best English, a caption that made zero sense whatsoever. Mags, 
Any news you have, anything you can break, what's going on with the Yerminator? Is he gone from the MLB for good? I don't know, man. It's out of left field. I hope not. He was a lovable guy to back and root for. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't want to speculate too much, but it does seem like there's some type of mental health issues. Uh, the Sox broadcast after the game was talking about it. It looks, sounds like his family is concerned about him. They haven't really heard from him too much. Oh, a lot boy. of people are blaming this on Tony La Russa and what happened back, uh, I want to say May, if I'm not wrong, with the 3-0 count, nine, ninth inning home run. I don't think that's it, man. I, they seem to have had a good relationship from all accounts on the inside. Obviously, the inside is going to back Tony, Tony La Russa, but still, I don't think it's that. Uh, he was already tailing off uh, production-wise before that, so it's not like that happened and then his production went in the trash. It was already going downhill before that. So I don't think it's Tony La Russa. I, I, I was already even having the opinion. I mean, I've kind of gone full 180 on TLR myself and a lot of Sox fans. A lot of people were pissed off at him obviously for that whole situation and then there was a lot of speculation that hey maybe he was just doing that to kind of smooth things over so they don't have a huge oh, beef with this leave uh, it to a Sox fan switching their position wouldn't you know oh yeah yeah whatever continue on please oh yeah I lost my train of thought now, but uh, I think uh, the whole 3-0 thing, he was kind of, you know, down playing that, overplaying that, whatever I'm trying to say as far as not start a huge beef with a team that's at the bottom of the division with a team that's at the top of the division trying yeah. to work towards their goals. So I don't think it's that. I truly believe, I, like I said, I don't want to speculate too much, but I think it might have something to do with his production fell off. He was so happy being in the big leagues with the team that was contending, and they're still contending, and he's not there, and he ain't performing well there or in AAA. So I think it has something to do with, uh, you know, something to just something to do with his production and not being where he wants to be, and it's getting to his head, man. I at least that's what it's, my speculation is. Like I said, I don't want to speculate, but I am speculating. Calls for speculation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I think you're you're. Uh... For lack of a better term, I, I don't think you're out of left field there by right. any means. Uh, I, I think that could be very possible. And, man, especially in the game of baseball, it is so easy to get into a slump. Right. And the next thing you know, you are hitting 150. And right. where the hell has my swing gone? What has happened to my entire game that right. I've, I've built my entire life around? And... I think that's what we're seeing from the young man here. I mean, he's only what? 20, 28, actually. 28, yeah. He's an older rookie, oh, but still. Oh, he is an older rookie. Yeah. Okay. I spent a was... lot of time in the minors. Okay. Yeah, well, either way, either way I mean, but yeah, you got to think about 28, and that, that, uh, that'll that really set you back. Yeah, first time in the league. Come, I can't remember if it was rookie of the year, or, player, or not year, rookie of the month or player of the year. I can't remember in April, but he was tearing the cover off the ball, and then all of a sudden he falls off. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know either, but uh, appreciate you giving a little bit of speculation there as to what might happen. Hey, if you're a fan of the Blue Jays or if you are a fan of betting on them or just like watching Blue Jays baseball in general, going to be seeing some new scenes. They just closed out their final final series in Buffalo uh, against the uh, Yankees. It was, I Red believe. Sox. Or Red Sox, I'm sorry. Yeah, Red Sox are playing the Yankees. That's why I said that today. Uh, but yeah, they are leaving Buffalo and are headed back to the Great White North. They're going to be playing out of Toronto now. So uh, more of a home field advantage, especially after dropping two straight uh, to the Boston Red Sox there. They're going to need to uh, get on their horse, for yeah. lack of a better term. It is... Uh, 
I don't know. what uh, What's going on with the Blue Jays here, partner? They come out on Monday, 10-run outburst, and then all of a sudden we've had a little bit of struggles here. So where where do we go from here for the Blue Jays? Are they still kind of in contention for the AL East or no? Uh, so they are eight games out of the East. They are four and a half out of the wild card. So they are still very much in play uh-huh. here, 48 and 44, 22, 22 and 22 at home in quotation marks, 22 and 22 at home. That is 26 and 22 on the road. So hopefully that home cooking can get them because I enjoy watching them, man. And I saw something yesterday that said that they could be buyers at the trade deadline, buy some bullpen help, buy some well, pitching I, rotation help. I think what you're seeing, though, too, is that so much of that team's mojo runs through Vlad Guerrero Jr. Right. And if he's not producing or if he's off balance at the plate, it just seems that the whole team is off balance right. at the plate and nobody else is really producing outside of that. So, And if they, if they aren't pimping bombs... The Blue Jays ain't scoring runs. They got to pimp a few bombs before they can start playing baseball, and they let the floodgates open up there. Because if they're if they're not doing that, they just point blank period haven't been winning games. Right, and not to mention they've had two different home stadiums this year. You saw the toll it took on the Toronto Raptors, who had a very similar situation. Yeah. They did not have a good year. They still have a solid all. roster. You would expect them to be better than they were. So, right. I have to think that a lot of their struggles, at least to what their expectations are, they're obviously in over five hundred teams, but they haven't met expectations from what the general public would. Assume assume they would have been at by this point so i think that they uh, can get some home cooking hopefully it doesn't uh take them too long to get readjusted i am wondering if that's going to be an issue and uh, like i said four and a half out of the wild card is more than doable for a team that can stick like they can I would have to say you're correct on that, my friend. So we'll see what happens with the old Blue Jays going back to the great Canada. But uh, other little bit of nonsense. Now, somebody who I have faded time and time again and who has blown games for me time and time again. Partner, as a matter of fact, you've sat right next to me in this Mm. very studio (laughs) as we have live watched shows and watched Kenley Jensen blow games for me. Well, last night, Kenley Jensen blew another lead yet again. And, uh, you know, at one point in time, Kenley Jensen was a very, very, very good dominant pitcher. I think he has lost a little bit of his sauce. And uh, I think it started, a lot of fans are starting to realize that. Now, am I questioning his loyal to the, loyalty to the Dodgers? Am I questioning his loyalty to MLB in general? Hell no. He's still one of the best guys there are out there as far as what he does for the league, what he does for outside of the league. Kenley Jensen is a great, great guy. But I think it might be time to start to hang things up because... I don't know, maybe not, maybe still a little bit too young, a little excessive. (laughs) Either way, we might want to just, um, I don't know, maybe maybe we're having a case now that everything's becoming way too bubble-wrapped. Guys are getting a little bit too doggone soft, but, you know, fans are allowed to boo. Mm -hmm. Fans are well within their right to boo. Sure. He gives up yet another lead, blows another save, and they boo him when he gives up the second homer. Hey, it is what it is. It's a fact of life. You haven't been doing very well, my friend, and you've been screwing your team. Your home fans probably aren't going to be happy about that. That's fair. I think he gets... uh, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. To which Dave Roberts thinks he's got to now go to the media and go to everybody, every fan, and uh, protect his boy. Hey, say you better not question who Kenley Jensen is. Says you, you, you can boo, but you better not dare boo at Kenley Jensen over anybody you better not boo. So Dave Roberts is pissed. Dave Roberts might be holding the rally to just boycott all Los Angeles Dodgers fans. I don't know what's going on here, but uh, 
Kenley Jensen is really having his struggles, man. And, and Dave Roberts having to go out in the media and defend his boys because the fans are being too mean to him. Yikes. What is going on in L.A. right now? I don't know. I'm going to play a little Dave Roberts action myself here. I'm not saying he's – I think you're right to some degree. I don't think he's as good as what you might expect him to be. He does still have a 2-1-5 ERA on the season, 21 saves. But it seems like that's to still me, as a closer, you're working three outs. Like that's I, fair. I, I know. want a sub one. That's fair. It does <laughs> seem like uh, it does seem like um, he's a guy who, when he's when things are going right, he doesn't get a lot of praise. But right. when things are going wrong, just, every, the world is falling down on him, and he's yeah. got back to back blown saves, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Here, so yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, I mean, shit. The month of June, he threw ten and a third innings, didn't allow a single run. So I think he'll be all right. But like I said, I also kind of agree that he's not quite as good as uh, you know the general aura of him makes it seem like he is. So sure enough, I'll defend him a little more than you are, though. Ah, well, we'll see. The jury is still out, as I always like to say on old Kenley Jensen. Who knows what we'll be seeing from the young man here in the future? A uh, quick reminder. If your team's in the hot seat, if stuff is uh, not as good as it should be, not as good as it should be, uh, make sure... <laughs> <laughs> that you remember the trade deadline is July 30th. So, ladies and gentlemen, cooking along here. we uh, we are uh, literally a week away, a week and a day away. So, I think uh, things are going to start popping. Things are going to start happening. And I'm not lying. I'm sweating pretty good. <laughs> um, I don't think KB being out of the lineup last night for the Cubs was due to any type of hamstring strain whatsoever. No. Um, I believe that was to keep him out for the next few days. Uh, they're going to play it off as that and uh, keep him at maximum value, risk of zero injury, and uh, deal him for a very sizable contract, which I really hate to say that, but I think that's one of what's going to happen. My partner even went as far as to say that he thinks they're going to deal Kimbrel. He thinks Kimbrel's going to be out of there. Now, I don't know that they'll go that far. Cubs typically tend to hang on to their closers, and with how damn good Kimbrel has been, you just can't get rid of that. I mean, you, you what are you going to get in return, or who, who are you even going to backfill that position? There's going to be top dollar, man. I mean, there's going to be nobody to backfill that position, regardless that part's of if fair, they're paying, paying top dollar. Like, what are you going to fucking put Ryan Tapera in there? Like, that? that's just not going to work. I so. mean, I don't think they, if they're selling the team, I don't think they give a shit who's closing yeah, games. Yeah, that's also a fair point, but then we, so we just put a wrap on this season and put a cherry on it and see you later alligator mm -hmm. so um yeah that's about uh the cubs Ooh, baby well bummer <laughs> yeah i don't know what the fuck's going on man i i started this season with such high hopes yeah. we started off so darn good and then we just kind of fell it's typical cubs baseball just kind of fell off the mountain i just i and i don't even i don't really know what to put it on i don't know if you put it on rossi being a first year head coach i don't know if you are officially first year head coach i don't know if you put it on uh, the all-star players not producing like they should. I don't know if you put it on just the injuries that we've had to deal with all season. I I don't know what you put it on. I, I really don't know because it's not like... It's a little bit of everything, It's not honestly. like we're getting torched. And the the bullpen's been great. It's yeah. not like we're getting torched. Except for that, torched. it's been a little bit of everything, honestly. Yeah, and it's just, man, you know, it's just right there. And like last night's game, 2-1 to one in the 7th. We tie it up in the ninth, lose it in the 10th, 3-2. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's just those, yeah. Can't win the close ones this Gosh, year. Gosh, darn it. And it just, uh, I don't want it to go back to that style of Cubby baseball because that's what I grew up watching. And that really hurts to watch. Mm -hmm. uh, I was very, very happy. I'll never forget Illinois State University's campus um, on uh, July 
20, I don't know, whatever day they won the World Series. Definitely not July. November, whatever the hell it was. October, I, November. Oh, yeah, I never mind. I saw <laughs> a, uh, that was dumb. I saw a Mike Montgomery. Mike Montgomery is who threw the last pitch mm. uh, that KB fielded. But uh, I saw a Mike Montgomery post because July something was when we signed him and picked him oh, okay, up. Okay, yeah, okay. Back then in 2016. So that's why that number was in my head. But yeah, trade deadline coming up. Uh, if you're a Cubby fan, oh shit. If you're a Sox fan, you ain't got shit to worry about. You're hanging solid in the AL Central first place. No problem. But yeah, not to spend too much time. I really don't know if we're going to add or just and pack because we got some guys coming off IL or not. We might. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if we try to add a bullpen guy. We'll see. Who knows? But that does it for the diamond. MLB, baseball, a game so beautiful it has to be played on diamonds. Last but certainly not least, uh, the NBA hardwood quick pit stop there. Uh, we didn't talk about it yesterday, but wanted to give some serious credit to Monty Williams mm-hmm. as a head coach. Uh, obviously, he's been around for a very long time. Uh, but typically, you would think the losing coach in an NBA Finals uh, doesn't want to be around the media as fast as he can. Get out of that arena. Get the hell out of here. Let me go hide in a hole for a few weeks before I got to start answering these questions as what the hell happened, especially after such a brutal collapse as what we right. saw from the Suns. Either way, four in a row. That's how many they just lost. Um, great props to Monty Williams. He made it a point, went out of his way to go into the Milwaukee Bucks locker room after they had just won, mid-celebration, everything. Went in there, hugged Giannis, had a little speech for the whole team, uh, how proud of him he was, this, that, and the third, and then went about his night. Mm -hmm. Nothing but class for Monty Williams, nothing but just an upstanding dude. That is is top-notch to be able to do that, to be able to get to where he got, get his team to where he was, be the NBA's coach of the year, and then still lose with grace and dignity right that's uh that's a coach and a half there so definitely needed some some props for monty williams right there. clearly a lot of respect on both sides i mean uh you know to kind of take it further a lot of people are saying oh how awkward it's about to be because devin booker's actually going to the olympics too we mentioned drew holiday and chris middleton devin mm-hmm. booker like oh that's gonna be so awkward on the plane like there's a shitload of respect there man. why would it's, that be awkward like yeah, hey they're the all, finals the are NBA, over there's now. no anima i mean certain guys have certain rivalries between certain guys but like overall the nba does not have the animosity that it did 10 years ago let no. alone 20 30 years no. ago so that'll be fine and chris middleton and drew holiday ain't gonna be like rubbing in his face like you suck right. dude right <laughs> like no exactly. dude come on <laughs> exactly so uh definite props to monty williams and also quick little news just to gloss over nothing to really talk about here lebron james officially becomes the nba's first one billion with a b dollar man first while playing i believe mr mj is up there as well oh i'm sure he is well yeah while playing i guess so uh yeah yeah, still man he's uh it's gonna only grow he's got a lot of fires in the coal irons in the fire whatever you say i don't even remember but irons uh, in the fire in the fire he's got plenty of them and uh yeah good old space realistically Mm -hmm. two more years of him playing yeah Oh, as long as he wants, but I mean... Nah, nah, realistically, not as long as he wants. What is his body going to do? Because we saw some As far as him retiring or, like, dropping off? Retiring. Done. Mm, I say two more years, Max. Five years. I say two Two more years. He looked really old this year, dude. He's still putting up close to triple-double numbers, man. That's just a tiny tiny drop-off for him after... But he still can't carry an entire Los Angeles Lakers team. Oh, you're hating too hard. I'm not hating too hard. They played deep into August, September, and then had to turn around a month later and play again. I know, because he's injured as hell, and then look Mm. what happened. He's getting old. He's going to be fine. I just think he's getting too old. Five years. I think he also wants to play with his son, which is going to be a few years, so he's going to hold out till at least then. 
Very true. But even if Bronny makes it to the doggone NBA for crying out loud, I mean, he should, but some of the tape I've been seeing lately, what in the I mean, world's going if, on, Bron Bron? <laughs> whoever LeBron's team is, he can say, hey, I want my son on this team. If he ain't getting drafted, get my son on this team and they'll make it happen. Yeah, and he'll ride the pine. <laughs> what happened? Look what happened with Giannis and his brother. His brother rides the pine all day long. Yeah, it is true. Very true. There you no, go. LeBron's got at least. But no, five. no hate at LeBron on that. But I just, I don't, I don't know. I just, it, it did not look good this past year. And then call it what you want. Call it the short turnaround. Call it whatever. I, I, I don't think we see too for many his, more here from LeBron. I mean, he was still very good this year. Either way, you know where we stand. That does it for the NBA hardwood. Uh, quick little other mention for you before we wrap up all of the rants and reactions. That's pretty much all of the uh, sports world, sports news, sports gambling, everything in between there. So, yeah, let's get on out of the rants and reactions. Uh, it is officially National Hammock Day mm. or Hammock Day, however you would like to uh, say that word. The thing that you stick up in between a couple trees, jump into, cozy up with a nice book and maybe drift away as the warm breeze rocks you back and forth. That type of hammock uh well my mother actually if you are watching mom first and foremost love you uh thanks for watching but uh hey know you're a big fan of the hammock i got you a few years back so enjoy that today it's national hammock day and if all of you who have your own hammock have uh one you can string up you better go do it string it up wherever you can because it's the one day you can do it somebody asks you why you're doing it you tell them to pound sand and that it's national hammock day damn it I've always wanted a hammock. I uh, last week at the golf outing night, there was like a prize raffle. Mm. Put all my tickets into the hammock. Didn't Ooh. get it. Yeah. Disappointment. Yeah. I mean, they're actually not too uh, not hammocks. too expensive on Amazon. I got my brother one for uh, Christmas or something like that. I might have to scoop myself one because I've always wanted them. No, and hammocks are the shit. Anytime anyone's ever in one, I'm like, damn, that looks so awesome. Yeah, that looks so this awesome. Looks I want one so looks bad. Great. You gotta be a little careful getting in the thing. Gotta make sure you're paying attention. Be prepared. Sure, be sure. good. Uh, you might want to be uh, a little. Petiter, uh -huh. if yeah. you want, uh, you, you get might get some bigger hammocks. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you might not just want to be 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 diving in yeah, there or nothing. Fair. Okay, just be be careful now on your hammock escapades sure. today. If you are going to indulge in National Hammock Day, that's all <laughs> I'm asking you to do. We don't need no nobody hitting the IL for any uh, for any crazy reasons, spinning around a bunch of times in a hammock. I can already just see it now. I, I actually I can't wait to get onto Twitter because I'm sure there's already millions of compilations of people spinning around in circles and hammocks. I feel like there's not. Yeah, I feel like there should be more of that content, and there just isn't. Yeah, I did. I, I feel like if you look in the deep dark corners of the internet, it's there, but uh, you got to do yeah, a little maybe. bit of deep diving. So that's my sidebar that I found really? here, uh, today. So cramping my steez over here, partner. I apologize uh, for <laughs> snagging kidding. that uh, <laughs> no, out of I nowhere. Either way, <laughs> before I wrap things up here. Anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 86 of the TTL pod on this beautiful July 22nd, 2021. If so, hit us with it. Gotta pay some respect. The man, Alex Trebek, would have turned oh. 81 years old today. Oh. R.I.P. to the legend and uh, happy birthday up there, my man. You are a legend among uh, among legends. Absolutely. Legends, so. Absolutely. Somebody, uh, especially being in sports media or just media yeah. in general that uh, you look up to, uh, just... Somebody whose reputation, you say his name that far, uh, I just about said Trebek. I mean, that, that name alone just yeah. uh, far surpasses itself. Um, yeah, man, I, I did not know today was his birthday. That's crazy. And he's yep. been gone for a few months now. Uh, 
Close to a year. Close to about a Close year, to a year now. Year. I, I thought it was right around that. So, uh, hey, your man Rose, speaking of Trebek, might take over his spot come here next season. But, hey, we'll see. We'll see. We'll the see. jury's still out on that as well. Who knows what's happening with Rose? I think they're still pumping out guest hosts, but I could be totally wrong on that. Yeah, I think they're just testing out a bunch of people. And uh, it's pretty cool that Aaron had the opportunity to do that because he absolutely crushed it. He did. He absolutely he fucking did. crushed it. I mean, and I think, you're, I think the general public is starting to see just how highbrow... Aaron Rodgers is. Sure. I mean, he is he is quite the fella. Yeah. He is quite the he fella, is. let me tell you that. Uh, and that's coming from a Bears fan. So you got to know it's true. Well, thank you for the uh, sidebar there, partner. Uh, did not know, and now we all know, it is the great, late, great, amazing, legendary Alex Trebek's 81st birthday. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. It's about time to officially wrap up episode number 86 of the TTL pod. You got all of our best bets, analysis, special play, stats, trends, the money line dice roll, all of our hot takes, rants, reactions, everything in between. Thank you so much for spending your time, your hard-earned time, listening to us talk about all that stuff, everything we just covered over the last, oh, what, about hour and 45 minutes here, hour and 50 Let's, uh, or yeah, let's send you guys on about your day. I want to pay it forward to you since you were kind enough to give us that hard-earned time uh, with a little motivation minutes here today. So let's get right on into it. No hesitation, no delay. So if you weren't around for yesterday or you don't remember or you were trying to listen and write some notes and then all of a sudden we done disappeared, let me restart for you here. So (laughs) the entire message yesterday Um, was centered around making adversity your friend. And actually, a quote that I had come up with uh, myself personally, uh, a few months back when we were doing the Talk in the Line newsletter, I wrote about it in a Motivation Minutes, and I kind of wanted to resurface it as I had stumbled upon it, and I thought it was important to share with you guys. So my quote uh, that I wanted to give to you is, adversity can become your best friend when you realize it's only there to help you learn and grow. Once again, adversity can become your best friend when you realize it's only there to help you learn and grow. And as I was saying yesterday, adversity is not a bad thing, my friends. As a matter of fact, it kind of keeps life light. Now, you might be looking at me with kind of a weird look on your face that I just said that because adversity can be heavy. Adversity can weigh you down. But the only way that you can overcome adversity is the power right in between your ears. And that is this perspective, that realizing that any adversity in your life is in your life because it's there to teach you something. It's there to get you to whatever ultimate goal you are chasing after. And as I funnily mentioned yesterday, we're having a power boost. These adversities, if you will, if you're a fan of Mario Kart or know a little bit about it, Don't picture your adversities as uh, obstacles, as barriers that are standing in your path to success or to whatever ultimate goal or passion that you're trying to pursue. View them as a power boost. View them as something that if you step on and you have the wherewithal to, what is this teaching me? What am I learning here? And not, oh, this is so bad. I can never catch a break. All of that. Watch it propel you even that much faster to your goal or to your dream or to your aspiration, whatever that case might be. Stop viewing your adversities as obstacles and start viewing them as opportunities because that's what they are. 
They're opportunities for you to learn, to grow, to achieve, to advance, to add more tools to your tool belt that you didn't have before that if you didn't have, you wouldn't be able to reach that ultimate goal. That's why this adversity is here. And if you don't have this perspective, it's a perspective I put into place every single day. If you don't have this perspective, life's going to be real damn hard. I can assure you of that because I didn't used to have this perspective about adversity. I was always, woe is me. Why is this happening to me? Why, what is this actually doing for me? Now I'm, hey, this is a challenge. Hey, this is an opportunity for me to learn something. You think I knew anything about building a website at all? You think I was a little nervous about trying to figure it out and produce something for you guys that you can actually be enjoyed by and actually entertained by and can actually be of value to you? Of course, I was scared as hell. I had no idea, but I decided to look at it as an opportunity to research, to learn, to grow, to add to my IT tool belt that I now know how to do a few more things. I can still complain and, and whine about how much I hate technology, but at the end of the day, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. That adversity that I'm facing is giving me more than I could ever ask if I fought that adversity. So I've also given you guys this quote, and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, said this a while back, but every new version of our lives requires a new version of ourselves, or every next level of our lives, rather, requires a new version of ourselves, and that's what this is all about. Adversity is here to make you that next version of yourself. It's here to get you to that next level. It's here to advance you. Stop fighting it. Stop being negative about it. Stop allowing it to control your life. Stop letting your adversity run your day-to-day -day and start taking control of it. Start making it work for you. And what do I mean by that? Just let it happen. Let it happen and take note of everything that you are gaining because of it. And watch your, su your success roll in at light speed and you reach those goals and visions and dreams faster than you ever have before in your life. You have the power to overcome that adversity, but it takes this perspective. And you have to remember that adversity can become your best friend when you realize that it's only there to help you learn and grow. And that does it for my motivation minutes for today. Good stuff, my man. I mean, you take yesterday as an example of adversity, getting the lights cut out of us in the middle of you talking about adversity, and then, uh, you know, we got to figure out, shh, what the hell do we do? Do we pop back in for two minutes? Do we, yep. oh, okay, we can just pop over to Twitter and give a nice little, uh, which got decent engagement, so it ended yeah. up being not terrible. Hey, so. why not? It, it <laughs> ended up being something good for us. Yeah. It ended up playing into something well. More people got to see, oh, who, who are these two guys? Wait, this is how they end the show every day? What What's going on here? So, we now it kind of gives us the thoughts of like, of hey, if this happens in the middle of the show, what the hell do we do? This yeah. and that. Like, I mean, wow, we would have never, if that happened in the middle of the show, we would have, we probably would have been cussing at ourselves and nah, what, what the bad. hell to do. It would have been bad. But hey, we we now have game plans. We have stuff in place. It 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 afforded us the opportunity to learn, to grow, to mm -hmm. figure things out. So that's, so I'm trying to tell you today, guys, stop allowing your adversity to control your life. Start controlling it. Start allowing it to teach you. And allow it to get you to places that uh, you never thought possible because that's that's what it's there for. I know it sucks sometimes and it's not fun, but uh, if you have that mindset, it surprisingly 
surprisingly becomes a little bit fun, right? As weird as that is to sound. So there you go. There you have my motivation minutes for the day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me do a quick flick for you here. Just right quick. Uh, doesn't appear that we have anything crazy. Oh, if you didn't know, uh, Simone Biles, leg goat, has her own hashtag yeah, now on cool Twitter. How fucking cool is that? Uh, uh, Nick Castellanos I, might be out a couple weeks. I saw that uh, something fracture in his wrist, correct? Yes, it was some type Something of fracture in his wrist. In his wrist. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so there is uh there's that. So he'll be out for a little while. Um another I actually just got alert as well, closing the show. Um if you hey, the game hasn't started yet. If you're listening, mm. hammer in the under nine and a half here on uh, Detroit, Texas. Big money coming in on that. Under nine and a half uh, seems to be the play, the sharp play here today, and then also in addition to the Tigers money line. All right, my friends, that does it for me. Any other updates? Anything you got? No, sir. All right. Make sure you stop by the newly launched TalkingTheLine.com website. Check out everything there. Stop by this episode's link tree. Uh, the description is uh, where the link tree is located is what I was trying to say. So you'll be able to see it there. The website is in there now along with all of our other content and social platforms. So be sure to check that out or just meander on over to TalkingTheLine.com. Make it super easy for you to find. But for now, episode number four. 85. Why, why was 86. I uh, 50 was in my head for yep, some reason. I don't know. That was really bizarre. Either way, episode number 86 is a wrap on this beautiful July 22nd, 2021. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide from myself and Mags, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Thursday unless you have other plans. Boy, does it sound good to say that and not skip that today. I always love delivering it. And as always, my friends, we will see you on tomorrow's show. Let's cash some tickets. <laughs>